1069. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. Coming off fresh of the iHeartRadio Music Awards. I will be honest. That thing started at 8 o'clock last night. I believe I was asleep by 7.45. I did not see not a moment of this. And I know that's probably not what my boss wants me to start the show by saying this morning. They were honest last night. Can you be tweeting about this? Can you help us get this trending? It's like, guys, it's Sunday in the doldrums of sports. Trust me, you have all the attention. The iHeartRadio Music Awards has all the attention. And so sure enough, like I was checking people's timelines. Like before the thing started, right before I went to bed. And everybody was talking about it. I was like, okay, good. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to pretend. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? I know, uh, I, I know you. Do you won't stay up to watch wrestling or like Cavs games stuff that you like love? No. So I'm so just guessing you didn't see any of it. The I heard, Well, I made my uh, I made my my contractually obligated uh, retweets. Three, three, three retweets. I <laughs> three. Put, I put a couple of oh, them out there. Oh, you brown noser! Well, hey, I only were, did the one. There was a heavy-handed email. I felt like I was. It was. I made, didn't even read that. Oh, I just saw well, the headline. That's the problem. There. That's the problem. So I, I saw got, the headline. I was like, yeah, I don't care. I got my contractual obligated three retweets in there and then I was like, I'm going to bed. So here's my thing. You know why I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend a bunch of time retweeting this. Let me tell you why. Why is that? We sent someone. Oh, like, yeah, somebody, like somebody won by listening to this program. We have the best representation of the iHeartRadio Music Awards you could have. There's a person from the area there tweeting about it, talking about how they won from us. That's what, 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 what more you want me to do? Obviously. I've a, done it. Obviously a big night for the company, and Huge. I understand the concept Huge. of... It's, dude, these things, like, we joke about it because it's our company, and we kinda, we're kind of yeah. sick of hearing about no, it in the hallways and stuff like that. But if you think about what our company has done, it really is a little bit impressive, and I hate giving them anything right now because secretly I'm behind the scenes, I'm mad at them. But the truth is, these award shows are becoming more important than like the standard industry award shows. And there might be a little bit of validity to that. And a big part of the reason why is because like listeners, it's really, what we do. Well, listeners really do decide who wins those awards. It's like you know we were talking about the Grammys, and it's like, well, record sales are a part of it, but then how good is the record? And blah 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 blah. And blah. then the voting panel, right? And- but but when it comes to iHeart, it's like these are the songs you listen to. These are the songs you upvoted. These are the songs that you guys downloaded the most over the past 365 right. days. So it truly is an award show representative of the audience, which is nice. I it's mean, the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's the best way to do things. I don't know if it has more validity than the Grammys, but it's a good counterpunch it to should, it. But it does feel like they're becoming more important, like bigger deals. Like it, like now people, like think about it. People now have like iHeartRadio awards, like parties, the way they had Oscar parties. Like it's becoming that kind of event. So like, I think it's silly. They, they, they do kind of put our format and, and I understand it because honestly, we haven't found like the next Nirvana yet kind of on the back burner for this. So there's a little bit of the reason why it's like, well, dude, if I start tweeting about this out of nowhere, right. like my credibility kind of goes out of the window right, and right. we kind of need that the rest of the time. Like people know like, okay, dude, we get it. You're being forced to kind of like S the company. Like, you know, we, we, you know, we get it, you know? So it's like, I, you know, you walk that fine line, but in the world of popular music, it has become like the award show. Like you, like artists want to win it. People want to be there for it and people watch it. That's impressive. 
See what happens. See what happens when you get Stansberry computer that works. All of a sudden, he will just corporate Stansberry. Stansberry's a sellout. How was your weekend, buddy? Oh, it was good, man. It was good. Dude, I don't like the sellout. I don't like that. (laughs) It was good. I'm too poor to be a sellout. Right, honestly, at this point, (laughs) I'm broke. Standing there, coin star machine. Standing there, no, 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 CSC Federal Credit Union. I get to keep all my money when I use their coin machine. Point. That's a good point. Uh, But the weekend was great. Honestly, it was Um, a lot of good stuff happened. Uh, The charge game. I'm very interested about this. Yeah, so I, so I want to talk to you about this okay. because you had the opportunity over the weekend to like kind of host this charge game where they had in attendance a Medal of Honor recipient. Yeah. Like, so what was that like? Yeah, it was because those are rare, right? Like, there's only so many of them. Yeah, it's, it's a very exclusive. Uh, from from like the recent wars, from the the the, the wars that we're kind of in right now, I yeah. think there's eleven. Wow. So, and uh, of those eleven, I think there's five that are alive. Wow. And I think there's there's only been I think over three thousand over the history of the U.S. military. See that that's that's what I'm saying. And, and this is this is it's it's not just like awarded. It's the highest honor you can give a military member. So it's no. Oh, is that right? It's no joke. Like it is the highest honor that a military member can. That receive. had to be a moment, right? Certainly, dude. And I, I I'll I'll go back to I. This year, I got to meet an ex-president, and I felt like there was a very comparable feeling in the air for me where I was like, dude, this is a very serious thing. I was kind of nervous about it. Yeah, that's a serious it. thing. You know, military vernacular is obviously an important thing, and throughout the night, I had to, you know, oh. talk about him, and I was like, God, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, somewhere along the line, one of my floor managers, yeah, tough. one of my floor managers came up, and they were like, hey, something changed. You have to start calling him Master Sergeant. Master Sergeant, Master Sergeant, and one of them I called a Major Sergeant. And I'm like, God oh. damn it! I'm like, America hates you, Fantone. You've ruined the whole thing. Might as well step on the flag. And he kind of actually like laughed about it, and he talked to me, and he was like, he was like, dude, I don't care at all. You know, we had a good like. Me and him were actually able to talk. That's one and, of those like, things, though. That is one of those things. He won't he care, didn't at, care all, at all. But people, he didn't would, care at all. People would. And and I was like, I was like, dude, I just know it's very important and blah 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 yeah. blah. And he's like, dude, he's like, don't worry about it. Oh, you know. Good. So it was it was cool to actually have a conversation with him. Um, it was uh, it was really nice to meet Dr. Tim Novelli. That was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah You know, yeah. and 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 kind of get From some the Patriot more, Project. Get right? some more information there. But it, dude, it was it was honestly one of the. I don't want to say honors of my life, but I guess it was one of the honors of my life. And to make things even better that night, which, you know, it was already a great night. Charge you know, win. Charge victory. There's no question about that. But my family was in attendance. So, like, my mom and dad were there. Yeah, and, that would be cool. And, 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 and That's like, cool. my dad was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, He should man. be. And, and, he should and, be. That is a proud moment. And it was my mom's birthday, so I got to throw. Oh, my God. So I got to say happy birthday to her from the court. And, like, the whole charge, you know, oh, charge nation you. was like, happy birthday. Oh, good for you. I mean, dude, it was. It was, so, it was fantastic. So, it really was. You don't need any more confidence. No, dude, <laughs> ever. no. But I, but I saw multiple people that night tweeting about how you were killing it. So, like, honestly, our audience was in attendance, and do people were a fan of what you were doing. Oh, thank so, you, yes. like, meeting the Medal of Honor, it, I, I'm sorry, I, I just forget his name. Uh, Master I, Sergeant Leroy Petrie. That's, okay, there we go. So, meeting him, like, that has to be, I've done stuff similar to this. And it's one of those things where you think you have a grasp of it. It's like, yeah, I guess it'll be kind of cool. And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is something else. Like the moment takes over and you're like, oh, I I thought I had like an understanding of what this was going to feel like. And no, kind of like the Grand Canyon where you're like the whole way there. You're like, it's a hole in the ground. It's a hole in the ground. I get it. It's going to be awesome. And then you get there and the earth wows you like nothing else can. And then all of a sudden you're like. 
oh, and you have like this very, you realize how small you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, very much. How oh. insignificant you and, really and are. And the things that I've done in my life. And, and one of the things is, you know, I was out on the court and kind of talking with him, just, uh, you know, we're standing there watching warm-ups together, getting ready to do the game ball. And I, I said to him, I was like, you know, Leroy, did you ever think your life was going to be like this? And he was like, no, dude, how do you ever predict something like this? And yeah, no, like, you can't. And he's like, he's like, that's the thing, though, is that none of us can predict what's going to happen. And I always try to tell the younger guys, you can either let that consume you or you can embrace it and go with it and kind of control it. And he's like, People I are just, afraid of the unknown. He's like, you know, I just have to look at it in the sense of where, where, you know, where I've been, what I've done. He's like, I never could have thought that would have happened, but it did. And here I stand today. And I was just like, dude, you're the greatest American of all time. I want to cry, you know, but you're too much of a man. Right? It's not going to be a moment. I'm just going to look like a sissy. And and, and there yeah. was a point I was presenting to him out during halftime. We were, uh, we were, we did, we did a little thing. And honestly, you know, I got a little choked up and I'm like, dude, you're a professional right now. Like you can't start crying in the middle of this. Like you can't do this. And I'm like, just take the mic, man. <laughs> just, just take the mic, dude. You talk. You talk, oh dude. Oh my God. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I would have been on pins and needles that entire night yeah dude it was it was it was you know there was nerves involved and I, I i usually don't get nervous for things but there was a little bit of like oh my gosh man this is such a big moment how tired were you when that was over oh because yeah. it was i know what that felt like i know it was like 125 files just being taken right off your shoulders like right. okay i'm done nobody's mad america's not on fire right. we're good right. everything's awesome i just want to go home my mom was here dude just maybe she'll hug me everything's gonna be fine and it was dude it was it was a huge relief but a great night and honestly um for as much as I've loved doing the Canton Charge games, I'm going to have a hard time beating that one. I feel like that one's going to set a uh, pretty they bring LeBron <laughs> pretty high watermark you know there I mean? for me. Yeah, and even so. that at the end of the day, right. if your priorities are in line, right. this was a bigger moment. Yeah, I mean a true to the heart American hero. I got to shake hands. With, yeah, that so. is awesome. Uh, speaking of the Charge, we will pass out a four pack of tickets for uh, this coming weekend's games. We'll do that around 9:30. Here's good news. I didn't know this was happening, but Incubus is coming back to town, yeah. and they'll be at Blossom July 25th. So we're going to uh, pass those tickets out at 830. We'll talk to Scott from winning for next year at 8 o'clock. Can't wait to get into him. You know, uh, you know the combine going on all weekend. And people seem to say, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. He just killed it. He seems killed obvious it. now. Uh, right? I mean, it seems kind of obvious. Or is it so obvious that you screw it up and take him? Right? It's, it's so can't wait to get his take on that. Apparently, dude, oh, yeah, real quick, real quick, sticking with basketball. Are the Cavs all right? It seems like I, I didn't watch this thing, but people are passing around this video of J.R. Smith losing his mind from the sideline. He was wearing a suit, wasn't even playing in the game, and he's freaking out. If that's what you're taking away from the weekend of basketball, dude, the Cavs hit 25 threes in a game over the weekend. I'm much more focused on that than I am whatever J.R. Smith did over the, uh, over the weekend. Okay. All right, that's fair. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the twenty-five threes. Yeah, the, yeah, that threes 25 thing. Twenty-five of them. That was that was impressive. Um, so I've kind of buried the lead because I feel like I might have found um, the future Mrs. Stansberry. Oh my gosh! Now here's the thing: the news has found her for me. Okay. And so I didn't meet this woman, but 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 a story's emerging, and I was like, "Yep, that's I think. Well, maybe that's who I'm supposed to marry." So the news is providing me with my wife. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Head over to uh, WRQK.com. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, you can check out the trailer for the new Dave Chappelle specials that are coming out to uh, Netflix. Uh, he's pretty much... Well, he's he's probably the best stand-up comedian we've had in, in the last like decade and a half or so, right? I mean, dude, you gotta remember, Chappelle's show was 10 years ago at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been kind of gone for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that's... 
maybe of the early 2000s yeah. best stand-up comedian, but I'd feel I'd feel bad for a lot of stand-up comedians, comedians who have been doing it, it for the past now. decade, yeah. right? It's almost, yeah, that's revisionist history there a little bit. But he is, when he, I don't know, man, when he does it and he kills, he's so funny. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I think his stand-up has held the test of time, and I think um, Chappelle's show certainly has. I've gone back and watched those and still very funny. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing about Dave that I've always said that makes him so great is he not only does he have the line that's simple and yet brilliant and very, very funny and finds the right thing to be funny about, but he is also blessed. He's just his mannerisms are funny and like the way he says things are funny. Like I, I met him right before he became like the national thing. Like he was doing like a, uh, like a radio tour and he came through, you know, the town and he was, uh, God, I think I might have just been an intern at this point. And he was doing like an interview with our morning show and I was like in the hallway and I had like a like a three or four minute conversation with him while I was waiting to be, you know, be ushered into the studio. And he hadn't like blown up yet. And that's when, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. And uh, he is, he's so funny, man. I, uh, I've always loved his stand-ups. I thought the Chappelle show was obviously really, really good. Uh, even Half-Baked, that was on over the weekend. I was watching a little bit of that. And there, parts of that now are like, okay, like it's, it's been a little too long, seen it too many times. But for the time, for that movie to have become like the cult classic it did, it's kind of impressive. And I mean, you got to remember, it's a goofy stoner movie, so right. you have to go in there like, all right, I'm okay with these things. Yeah, flying dogs and all that stuff is like, okay. Uh, the thing I'm going to say about it is, though, is he really does have a high bar to, to, to go over there. And when you've been gone for so long and you've been off the map for You're so gonna long. You're going to be judged harshly. I don't want this to turn into Chinese democracy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you know, dude, we're That's gone. Fair. We're gone for ten years. It's gonna be, you're gonna be great when it comes back. Really? <sighs> a, well, I, like all the greats, you can never count a great out. Like right. I've been saying about Tiger, I don't think he'll win, but you can never count a great out. Right. And so, much like Chris Rock, I think maybe what these guys do is they don't put out a special every year. They do wait their turn, and they do wait, wait, wait. And if given everything that's going on in the world right now, and given, and given the fact that race is a huge part of you know what's happening with the president and all that stuff, and he is an excellent speaker on these things um, from both sides, kind of holds both people accountable, kind of holds everybody accountable, and I think he'll have insightful, funny things to say about where the country is. I'm concerned. I think he's not going to have it. I think it's going to be a, really. Yeah, I'm a little. I mean, just a you know, little bit of a whiff from Chappelle. I think it's quite possible. I, I mean, obviously, I can't go out there and say I've seen it, so I'm not going to say it was a stiff. But it feels like there's a possibility Chappelle could lay a third. You know, you wow. you, you don't always have the magic, dude. You don't. And, That's and true. You put, you put it on the shelf for ten years, and who knows what happens on the flip side. I will that. say that what you're saying is not wrong, and that I'm just hopeful and wishful that you are wrong. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong too. I hope it's hilarious. because I honestly I think we need him right now like there's a little like there are entertainers there are there are people who kind of even though if they're talking about it they help take your mind off of it in a weird way or what it is is they help like rock you into confidence that will ultimately be okay and i think he is a social commentator on that kind of level and i think he has the power to do that 
Now I know I'm thrusting more stuff on top of them, and I'm making the bar even higher. higher. Yes, I know save I America, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what you stupid celebrities think about politics, but save America, Dave Chappelle. I don't know. Well, hold on. I think that's maybe t- taking a drastic turn on what I said. But I think he, I, I think he can. I think he can give insightful and comic relief to what it feels like a very tense time right now. I'm surprised you're not on the flip side of. I hope he comes out here and does comedy and I don't have to listen to his political BS. You know why? Because I think I'm going to get enough of both. And because I feel like he's pretty real. Given what I've heard him say in the past politically, he's pretty real and it, it's not like this, I'm an annoying celebrity bias, let me preach to you. It's more of like a well, he's a, just a regular everyday stoner dude. And right. so like he kind of like approaches, much like when I listen to Joe Rogan, same way. Like I don't always agree with him, but because of how he approaches it, I don't hate him. Okay. Like I don't have the vitriol for it. I think there are people who go out there and okay, you know what? I wasn't planning on going here, but but I saw this yesterday online, and I think and and, and I and I'm sorry, I forget the guy's name already, but he hit it kind of on the head. He said, "I don't remember hating people on MySpace the way I hate him on Facebook." And I thought about that, and I was like, "He's right." Now, part of that is the technology was new, and we weren't using it as annoyingly as we are now. But w- you were annoyed with people on Facebook because it was glitter ponies. Now you hate people on Facebook because it's like bully pulpit type stuff, and people are screaming at you. Yeah. Where I think Dave Chappelle, like, where his political stuff can be kind of glitter pony, and it might get a little annoying, but I don't hate him for it because he's not trying to make me feel like an idiot because I don't agree with him. Okay, I mean, you know, I just think everyone has a line, and and, and where yeah. your line is going to be different for for where everyone else. And I love is. them, so I'm going to give them and a little right, leeway. And that's what I was going to say too. And is I love once them. once you have a relationship with a band, a comedian, a whatever, you know, a brand, you're going to have that like, ah, I'll give them a little buffer zone, ah, whatever, it's no big deal. Who cares if they're I not do. doing what I want them to do? I will give Dave Chappelle the buffer and zone. Everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah, he's uh, well, because he's hilarious there. So the news provided my wife, and, and, okay. and the reason why I wanted to talk about this is a guy sent this to me, and he said, you know, you guys, much like a lot of other shows, have been talking about how the news is no longer the news now. Like, it's all fluff pieces, and it's all this kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, you know, nobody's educating us through the news outlets anymore. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of true. He said, so I saw this, and I was wondering what your take on it is. And then I realized, oh, my God, I'm part of the problem because I saw this and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I, and I knew I was like, well, this will be an interesting topic for the show. Okay. And, and through that, I may have even found my soulmate in another. It's good to know, dude. Honestly, you know, Stansberry sitting around just lonely and depressed and looking for some love. And then we may have found it. I like well, it. the problem is, is that she's in Irvine, California, That's and she's already found another man. Son of a bitch. And she's planning on getting ma- married. <laughs> so I so I need to break up. A, I need to break up a happy union on the other side of the country, on, on the other side of the country. Yeah, I'm on it. This is what I do. This is where I'm at. But this woman wants to get married wearing a wedding dress completely made out of Taco Bell wrappers. She won the Taco Bell Love and Tacos contest, and uh, or she's hoping to, rather, and uh, she'll get an all-expense-paid uh, you know, trip to Las Vegas to get married in a chapel, and oh. then again, their flagship chain there oh. and, and, and Taco Bell. And I have a picture over here. I'm looking at it, and she's made, yeah, it's like all the burrito uh, wrappers. Nobody loves fast food more than me. Uh, well, apparently, uh, well, well, this woman, Diane, might. And this is like, this is how they're going to get married. 
This is, and so obviously I'm kind of joking about this. I would never marry a woman who would do this. And as much as I love this stuff, what is the matter with people? Well, the thing that it's not this, I would say, what is the matter with people if this woman was just doing this? But she's not just doing this. She's trying to win a contest. She's not doing this because she genuinely loves Taco Bell that much or because she's so obsessed with Taco Bell. She's doing this because it's a free wedding, dude. Weddings are really expensive, especially weddings that are nice. And if you're desperate, if it's like, hey, dude, we're either going down to the courthouse on Friday and doing this, or you're making a dress out of Taco Bell wrappers, you can be like, all right, let's do a Taco Bell dress. Okay, see, this is where my logic takes part, or, or you know, t- you know, would take over, and I would say, if this is where we are, whether it be courthouse or Taco Bell contest to win our way into a wedding, I would say, maybe we're not prepared to be wed. Maybe, maybe we got to clean up some stuff in our lives before we, you know, piggyback on one another and make it worse for the other person. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Maybe let's fix our lives and then wed. Yes, I will. I will agree. <laughs> right? I will agree that there's probably some some issues that need to be resolved there. A but, lot of them, I feel like. But if if it's either, and I I think it's okay, you know, for people to not go over the top on weddings. I understand it. I honestly, uh, I understand that more than yes. I understand the flip side of putting the yourself in a hole for that, for right. a huge party is almost insane. So, I think. so if if the if the thing is is like, hey, we're gonna do it small. We'll have the reception in my mom's backyard, and hey, we're I not- get that. Hey, we're not rich right now, but let's get married because we're in love and we want to do this. All right. Hey, respect to you. Go out and do that, that courtside wedding. But I just don't know if, would I be okay if it was either like half-ass, like backyard wedding or if I could do the Taco Bell dress, which one I, would I want? Oh, half-ass backyard wedding. Cause here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do. We, we do contests for a living. Yeah. Right, right. So we, we never pass, win them, though. We pass out contesting for a living, and so we've seen behind the whole, like, seen a little bit there, a little on that. I don't want that involved in my wedding. Right? I don't know because here's the at, at the end of the day, when you do have like a even a traditional or a backyard wedding, nobody's ever really talking about it a year later. Nobody cares. We already gave you your presents. Shut up. You're not newlyweds anymore. Did you get divorced yet? Right. Exactly. That's the next question. If you do the Taco Bell wedding and you do it at the Taco Bell you know, like you flagship get, station or whatever, I feel like it should be one stop shopping. You like there you are in the Taco Bell <sighs> wedding dress. You get married and the annulment happens in the parking lot. Right. This is, I mean, because you're just destined for failure a little. I don't know if you're destined for failure. I feel like you're destined for nachos. Well, 52% that might of them, be the, well right. So 52% then of Bell, them break up anyway. Taco Bell or otherwise. I mean, you know, what's the difference there? I'm going Taco Bell wedding, dude. Honestly, if it's if it's, if it's it's a wedding budget of $1,000 or, hey, you guys can go to the Taco Bell wedding, I'm going Taco Bell wedding. Since it, we're bringing fast food into the wedding. And this is the woman that I'm going, the only woman I'm going to be having sex with for the rest of my life. I guess at this point, what I would really be concerned about is how many burrito wrappers did it take to cover her? Like, right? And if I could pin down a decent over under, and it was like, because if it takes like a thousand of them, it's like, oh, I shouldn't be marrying you anyway. She's not using these wrappers used, right? I mean, these are these are wrappers she's getting from Taco Bell, right? You can't just be like taking them out of the Taco Bell trash, can you? Does not say. Yeah, I would hope these are new. 
rappers. Does not say it. So now I feel kind of bad because this guy, Brad, who sent me this, his whole thing was like, hey, look, the news isn't the news. The news, you were right the other day, the news isn't the news. And now I'm reading the news and I'm like, like everybody else, just as guilty as like being, you know, obsessed with this than, you know, what's happening. Taco Bell wedding dress, did the giraffe have her baby? We'll find out next on the Stansberry Show. Well, it was either that or a guy who was having sex with a fence in, in Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, you know, 6.30 in the morning, let's, you know, let's not have sex with fences just yet. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. I cannot wait to get his take on uh, on the upcoming draft now that, you know, the combine's kind of wrapping up. We'll do that at 8 o'clock. Also, pass out some Incubus tickets at 8.30. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Tone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, dude. I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RollHoltVision.com. This report is brought to you by East Manufacturing. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We'll be talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. It is a rundown of uh, the Combine, where he sees, or what he sees the Browns doing with the number one pick, number 12 pick. Maybe they trade down. Maybe they take Miles Garrett. We'll find out what he thinks. Seems to me that most people are walking away thinking Miles Garrett killed it. Yeah, I hear the uh, the thought is now from the Browns fans is if you try to be cute about this, if you try to be too smart for the room about this, and you take anybody else other than this dude, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So we'll see. Woof, woof, woof. Watch him whiff it. Watch him whiff it. I hope not. I really do. I would love. Imagine how good your life would be. How much fun, how much better winner would be if we had competitive professional football. I, you, you can't even think about it because it's been forever since you've seen it. It's not even like good professional competitive. football. Just competitive. Right. Got a winner on the NBA. Got a winner in MLB. And God, can we just be competitive in the NFL? I'll tell you where there's no competition, and that's uh, where you are uh, shopping around auto loans. Check out CSE, Federal Ooh, Credit Union. Nice, dude. Nice, right? Yeah. There is no competition. Not going to cost you anything to talk with somebody about your options for an auto loan at CSE and get pre-approved. All right? No matter what you're looking for, Joyride, First Ride, doesn't matter. They have a loan for that. Check out CSE online at CSEFCU.com. 100% local. All your money staying right here in the area. That's what I love about it. That's why I bank with them. Check out CSE. More info can be found. CSEFCU.com. Good job on that transition. Do you like that, that one? Beautiful. You like that really one? Was, you like it? As, nice. a, as, a, as a fellow broadcaster, I take the head off. <laughs> that, one, that one's pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one, dude. Uh, Jake tweets in and says, dude, I love the fact that the iHeartRadio Music Awards were last night because mm-hmm. now we don't have to hear the commercials about the iHeartRadio Music Awards anymore. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that part's good. But here comes the recaps from last night. And once those recaps are wrapped up, <laughs> coming up soon, the iHeartRadio Pool, pool Party. Party. You can be invited as once in a lifetime. The iHeart, a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity to attend the iHeartRadio <laughs> pillow fight. We're sending you to Los Angeles, our Los Vegas. Vegas or Los Angeles, one of the two. It doesn't matter. There's only two cities. New York, or, or, you know, it's LA or Las Vegas. That, you know what? Have 
have they done any of those things at, like in <sighs> New York City? Because that again, New York City, when you send somebody there, you're not just sending them to an award show. That's a that city is an experience. They had to have, but I would think I wouldn't think the award show. Shouldn't you two morons know that? Well, you wouldn't do it in the winter. It would have to be one of the summer ones. Oh, unless in, it's like Christmas, yeah. like like Jingle Ball. Maybe that it was in New York. I could see that. Maybe. You know what I mean? Santa, Times Square, that whole... I, I could see our company being smart enough for something like that. I bet we've done that. I don't know. I, I don't watch the CW enough to know what's happening with that. And, You're doing uh, so good, corporate. Come on. Let's just go back. Hey, yeah, it's all great. Watch it tonight. <laughs> had a great transition, did things well, and now... like and now Computers are working, dude. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Computer crashes. Santa Ray starts talking crap about the company. Bob Pittman just sitting there up in New York. <laughs> Cracking knuckles and cracking skulls. Where do we trade this kid? I want him miserable. <laughs> Send him to Alaska. All right. Um, so I had said on Friday that what I wanted to do more than anything this weekend yeah. was go out and completely binge drink. Right. And like, you know, and just, you know, I had had a rough couple of weeks yeah. and I felt like I, you know, kind of needed to just like inject some fun. And I ended up not doing that. That's I ended disappointing. up. No, I, I, honestly, yes. But I, all right. I don't want to get too cryptic here, but I really try not to drink when my life is like, ah, like I try to drink when things are like, yeah, man, let's celebrate. Let's have some fun. I feel like if I'm going out and I'm, and I'm drinking when my life's like, like really stressful, it's like, ah, dude, is this a coping mechanism? I don't like that. Well, uh, I don't like thinking about it like that. I, I've I, always been like that. I think there's a maturity in that. And I think there's a lot of self um, knowledge in that. I, 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 I commend you for that. If you were doing that on a regular basis, I understand your point. Well, and I mean, validity. regular starts with the one, though. Well, and I, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, y- yes, if you're doing that on a day-to-day basis, but I think it's appropriate every now and then to be like, damn it, I'm frustrated. Yeah, I need to cut this. That way you I don't do. go postal. Right. There, so, different, there, there's right. a fine line. But like I said, I like sometimes I really like alcohol to be involved in my life when I'm having a good time, when I'm celebrating something. And I think the thing with alcohol and the concept of going out when I'm me, trying to get laid. And, and that's the difference there is that like it's not just not just alcohol. It's not like you were just going to sit in your, in, your, in, your, in your room just chugging a bottle of vodka. Right, right, right. This Right. Going out, you're fun chasing. Going out can be the catalyst of fun, can be the catalyst of a better mood. So I, I that's why I would encourage you to get out there and get drunk. Well, I ended up not doing it this weekend. I, uh, I you know, I was, uh, I did a lot of self reflection, like looking at you know my life on uh, you know in a much more you Jeez. know grown up manner. Jeez. Um, started looking at the finances. How do we figure out how to you know like let's try to figure out how we retire. Like I was okay. kind of like you know I spent a lot of time on that. This Good weekend. God, where did all this come from, dude? Stansberry, he's on that CSE app thinking about his financial future. I am like planet. I am. Good lord. Well, dude, I want to. Uh, dude, honestly, here's the thing. At some point, I do want a a, a, a I, I want a chick who's worth it to take me seriously. And you need to kind of like you kind of need to like work on that. The reason okay. why I bring this up okay. is that I wanted to binge drink all weekend, but I didn't. But a guy in the Dominican did. And I feel like maybe I have dodged a bullet here. A 23-year-old man died after binge drinking in a nightclub in the Dominican. He won 630 bucks for something that he had done in the bar. Okay. And apparently it required him. Now, I watched the video, and I, it looks like it's a bottle of Patron, but he pounded it. He took the thing to the head. His cause of death was listed as alcohol intoxication by the, you know, the medical examiner. Obviously, if you pound a bottle of alcohol like that, like he takes the top off of it, puts it to his lips and chugs a bottle of Patron. That would be now again. It looks like Patron because of the style of the bottle. I don't know for sure. I know people copycat things all the time. I, you know, I don't want to put them in the crosshairs, but the guy chugged a bottle of uh, tequila and died. 
Now, the club says they're taking no responsibility, that the only kind of contests they do are dance contests or things like that. And because alcohol contests like this are... I know in this country illegal. I don't know about the Dominican, but I know here, like you're not allowed to give incentive to make people drink more. Right. Even even in like um, we used to be able to do that. We're not allowed anymore. Even like bars that want to have like beer pong or something aren't able to make you that put a water in the cups. Thing, yeah. You, you can't. You can't. You can't encourage people to binge drink. You can't exactly. Well, and honestly, and I guess in America, I'm not going to speak for the Dominican, but like, dude, I mean, if you're not allowed to legally to to serve someone past the point of intoxication, that makes all the sense uh, in the world. Right? Then what do you have? What do you have in a drinking contest? I, and even I would agree. Even I, you know, and and I full on agree with that. The thing is here, though, and I think where they're going to find themselves in trouble, and nobody's telling me in this article that I'm reading, nobody's telling me who these two guys are, but one of the guys got a microphone. And so he's using like the house sound. So whether or not you did the contest or not, somebody you entrusted, and it's probably a Dominican radio station guy, probably is. I've done these things a million times, you know, try to get this lemon from your shirt down to your ankles without moving this or whatever, and we'll send you to, you know, Mexico. I've done a million of these kinds of things. And so, and, and like I said, early on in my career, you could still like kind of binge drink at those kind of things. And it was, it got, some stuff got out of hand. And luckily everybody thought better of it. It was like, you know, we got to change this a little bit. So I don't know if it's that, maybe that's what happened. But what my point is, is that you allowed somebody to overtake your bar with a microphone and kind of, and the, the guy standing next to him is counting out 630 bucks, putting this dude in his hands and he's now dead. You are going to be found liable for that. Uh, in America, probably. I don't know what the uh, liability laws in the Dominican are like necessarily, but I, I, as long as it wasn't a sanctioned bar event, if somebody just grabbed this and kind of started doing it, I mean, yeah, the guy might be held liable, but I don't know if necessarily the bar is going to end up in, 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 in that hot water. Yeah, I guess maybe you start changing countries and stuff yeah, like right. that. Right. Uh, you know, a million things could happen. I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm surprised that you died from binge drinking, because obviously that's a, that's a thing. But, like, how long did it take this dude to fall over dead? Like, he didn't just, like, drink it and boom, die. Like, it had to have taken a while. Your body doesn't metabolize alcohol that quick. It's going to take a little bit of time for that alcohol to punch you in the face. Well, my guess is he had to be drunk to think it was a good idea to to pound the entire bottle of tequila. You know what I mean? Who knows what he drank before? My guess is, is that wasn't his first, you know, his first cocktails of the evening. Here's the real sad thing. He had just became a dad. 23 years old, just became a dad. Now, you know, that kid without a father, he's dead. Whole thing, bad news. Don't binge drink, dads. Don't drink entire bottles of Patron at the club. <laughs> that's, that's good advice for a dad. It's good like. advice, yeah. but it sounds really hard. <laughs> sounds really, really difficult. All right, there was a lawsuit lost, uh, you know, over the weekend the news came out, and we kind of predicted this, and it uh, there's a local, uh, you know, angle to this, and we'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock at his take on the Combine and whether or not the Browns are going to be smart and take Miles Garrett. Seems like uh, he all he did was win at the Combine. You know, people are telling me, yeah, he killed it, but, you know, those numbers are only like 5% better than the other people that did all that stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, but in the fourth quarter... That five percent is what wins. Like that's that is what wins. Like whether or not now he still has to come into the league and still put that fourth effort in week in week out, and you know so there's always room for bust and all that. But that five percent can make a difference in the end. You know, obviously 
before the combine, you could tell that he was a big dude, that he was a fast dude, that he was a strong dude. No denying any of those things after the combine. But I think what was made even clearer um, was that this dude is taking this seriously. And you can talk about uh, what's his nuts from uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, dude, this is yeah, your chance. Kinda, like, this is your opportunity. He bobbled it. Take it. Like, yeah. take it big. Like, don't don't half-ass this. This is your shot. And obviously. I believe it was this program on Friday where this very smart guy known as Stansbury said uh, Deshaun Kaiser has bus written all over him. And obviously Garrett decided that this is Interesting. this is his priority. This right. is what he wants to do. This is who he is. So I feel like that's even more reason, if, not just big, fast, and strong. If any one of the quarterbacks, and I think that... I, I think a few of them have a chance to be pretty good. If any one of them were like jumping off the screen of like, how do you not take that guy? I think you go with the quarterback position, most important position in sports. But I don't feel like either one, you know, any one of them are like a certified number one pick where Garrett kind of feels like that. I'd go with best player available. Agreed. Take Miles Garrett. That's kind of what I would do. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at eight, see what he thinks. So uh, over the weekend, this news kind of broke, and for me, this isn't news. I kind of predicted this, as I have a lot of the media-type related things that happen here in Canton, Ohio, as, you know, these things aren't tough to figure out, Um, especially when you've been around the block and you've worked at more than one radio station, and, you know, you've kind of been part of contract negotiations going bad, and you've kind of sat outside and then went and worked for the competition. You kind of know how these things work. The Sandsbury Show will tell you about contract negotiations going bad. If you guys want to know, we'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going great. Um, but you know that. But that's part of it. It's just yeah, part of the business, yeah, yeah. right? So we're, I mean, we're experienced in this. We've done this. Like yes, seasoned. There you go. Seasoned. Veterans of the game. And what I always say is, is that yes, you can dig your heels in, and yes, you can fight for what you believe in, and yes, you can fight for your product, and you can do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, the company is holding all of the cards. And they know it because at the end of the day, even if you really, 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 really like a radio show, if they fire it, you will eventually listen to what they put on after it. At least or enough people will. There's enough a, people will. Th- yes. Enough people will. You might not, but enough people will. At the end of the day, very few of us are 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 not, are. are and, and I wouldn't even put me or Fantone into this boat are like irreplaceable. There's only a handful. Uh, dude, I think you get into a very weird place when you start talking about irreplaceable in any circumstance in life, let alone your job. Dude, of course. I mean, let's be real. Somebody younger, better, funnier, right around the corner. Rock 106.9 existed before us. Rock 106.9 will exist after us. Long after you know us. what I mean? Like right. this isn't this isn't a. Uh, so when you negotiate or when you when you when you get into like, you know, uh, tough meetings with, with these, you have to realize that and you have to stay i always say self-awareness know who you are right and so a guy who was on uh, you know in the morning here you, you people know who he is his name's mo he goes by the mo radio show i'll even give you his website i think it's mo radio show.com sure right and, and yeah, right dude no he needs the help so i'm gonna try to help him and i told you that when this guy like when he was on the air and he was running his mouth up against this product that i said that i'll i'll beat him up and down the dial and watch he won't even be employed here in a little while and i told you that Right. And then I also said that when he loses his job, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to jump up and down on him and bash him because I feel for him at the end of the day. He's got to go home and tell his girlfriend, look, I'm a failure. I don't know how we're going to stay alive. And so I feel for him like that. And so I told you I wouldn't jump up and down on him and I haven't been. But then when he lodged his lawsuit against his radio station, what did I say? He's going to lose this lawsuit. At the end of the day, the contracts are written for them to be able to walk away at any time. Now, technically, your contract says they have to fire you with cause. But if you're any good at this, if you're any good at it, 
anything you say on the air technically is cause. Because our job technically is to push the line, but don't go over it. And that's very subjective, especially in this era. Obviously, a balancing act for any broadcaster. But when you have something so subjective, something that's so like, uh, I mean, could be, it could not be. Um, yes, if they want to fire you, whether it is for with, with or without cause, they're going to find enough cause to do it. It's not that hard. Here's why you got fired. Ultimately. There's a million reasons, but who he is as a person is why he got fired. Yes, yes. Who he is as a person is why he got fired. And I'll prove it to you. So you go to like the Canton reps like Facebook page where where they posted the article of him losing this lawsuit, right? There's not a single comment in that section that's positive for him. He is in this comment section commenting on the story, which is stupid, and is saying, is saying, hey, advertisers, all I've ever wanted to be was known. Look how much people are paying attention to me. And it's like, dude, yeah, but there's. People are, you can't move product if they don't like you, if they don't trust you. So an advertiser is going to be like, yeah, they know who you are, but they don't trust in what you say. And you certainly, now it's not. What an idiot. Now it's not to say that haters aren't a part of the equation or people that dislike you aren't a part of the equation. I got a ton of them, so does Matt. But you have to have a counter to that. You have to have that, hey, yeah, these people hate me, but they're still paying attention. And look at all these people that love me, dude. Look at all these people that are going nuts. Nobody's going nuts for you. So like, yeah, you can say, hey, you know, I got a hundred comments on a can repository Facebook post, but dude, I mean, that's a hundred comments. We're talking at, at tens of thousands of listeners at any given time where you, 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 you can't start, you can't start comparing the two. So then our boss, who we call Tom Petty because of how petty he is, <laughs> because of how petty he is, he won't back down, he won't, comments on this, and this idiot is stupid enough to say, yeah, if I'm up that early, I'm listening to Stansberry too. Oh, my God, bro. Uh, But you know what that is. Oh, my God. You know what that is. Yeah, that's, please hire me. Hire me, please. Let me do nights. Hire me, please. Let me do nights. Yeah, because he wants to come here and work 7 to midnight. He doesn't understand. Nikki Six has a chokehold on 7 to midnight. (sighs) Chokehold. Probably just wants to come and have a job, you know, at this point. And we've all been there before, dude, where you get into that desperation. Dude, Um, this is how I got this job. Keith and I were talking on Facebook because people were like, yo, I missed that guy. And then that's what made him call me. Huge difference. So you were talking about on Facebook, not S&D on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like when you start S-ing D in the well, Canton yeah, repository. Well, yeah, but I'm the guy you want. If you can get me, you want me. <laughs> in the Canton repository comments, dude, that's not a good look, man. I honestly, I've been there, man. I've been in that desperation Where you want to type it. Of like, you want to type it. Well, you want a job. Oh, God, you, I want a job so bad. You, you, yeah. want, you want validated and you want to feel like, hey, I, I am worth a radio station taking another look at me. Um, but that's not the way to go about it. You know, I, Suing radio stations certainly is not oh, the way bro, to go about so it. Oh, bro, so dumb. So dumb. And here's the thing. Like, I was going to sue a radio station once, right? And the guy, my lawyer said to me this. Now, this is a little bit different situation because where he worked was, like, total 100% local. They're in Alliance. You can barely hear it outside of Alliance. Right. And so, like, I mean, and I was talking about suing a corporation. Right. And so my lawyer at the time said to me, he's like, look, you can win. Absolutely, you can. We have the evidence. The, the facts are on your side. You can win. Problem is, it's going to take you 10 years to win, it's going to take us three years and one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to move the lawsuit into the state you want it heard in, because they're going to want to try it in the state where their parent company is based, because the laws work better for them there. That's why they're based there. And he's like, it's going to cost you one hundred twenty-five grand to get it moved into the right court. And I was like, see, this is the, the system is designed to hold you down. The corporation is holding the man. It down. is. It, the whole thing's designed so you just give up and go, I can't do this, and and so they can mow you over. For sure, it is. Welcome to America. Bitch. 
bitch. That's how it works. And so, like, and if you don't know that going in, and he doesn't know that, it, it's a um, little, and, and like, dude, you, you're going to sue a radio station for wrongful termination? Like I said, if you're even a little bit good at this, you've done enough on-air content that could be, could be described as, like, over right. the line. Like, right. welcome to the business. Doesn't take much to It's get a that. loaded gun. That's what they hand you every morning at 6 a.m. Here's a bazooka. Don't blow your face off. That's exactly what it is. Hopefully you're alive at 10. Thanks. A live open <laughs> microphone? Are you kidding me? That's a loaded weapon in 2017. Now, I, I do think there's you know a point to be made of a difference in between trying to sue our company versus Huge trying to one. sue a, a local Huge. company. And I can, understand, I can understand the mindset of... I got wronged, and I don't know. I don't know the details of this. I don't know how wronged he was. I don't know how wrong he did the station. It's one I'm of not, those things where they're both right. Right, right. they're and both I, right. I, the radio station, of course, screwed him over a ton the entire time he worked there. That's what radio, radio stations yeah. do. I've been. We've been screwed over a million times in the three years we've worked here. It's part of the. It's part of business. It, dude, it's not even part of the radio business. It's part of being alive in America. And I, I understand the the mindset of I got screwed. I'm taking you to court. I'm fighting for what's right. And I do. There's nobility in that. There really yeah, is. But you're just telling O and E or QMX or any of these other places exactly. that you might have had a window to go to. And I don't exactly. think you, I don't think you did. And maybe he knows he didn't either. But you're kind of taking this small, very small fraternity business and you're shrinking it down. Like I've been very guilty of burning a huge bridge, right? Everybody kind of knows I didn't like working at NCX. And honestly, if I could do it all over again, I may not spew out at every chance I have to talk about how much I hated it and how it was my personal Vietnam because you never know. And now I do know. Now I know I can never go back there. That place would never open the door to me. Well, they're never going to open the door to you and the parent company and the people that might have been associated with. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's... I've had some interest from the parent company, but yes, it always goes back to, well, Explain this to us, though. You know, you, you, you throw right. a rock in the lake, and there's going to be waves of it. It's so, going to ripple. So, so it's going to ripple as you, as you make your decisions in life. You do kind of have to think. What does think this, about them. What does this mean, big picture? What does this mean, ten years out? And if if you thought that that earning fifty thousand dollars or whatever you sued for was worth screwing your career over, or what you hope is your radio career over, and listen, if you decide, hey, I'm going back to hang drywall the rest of my life, I'm going to go fight for this fifty thousand dollars, and I'm just going to go be a drywall hanger. God bless you, Mo. Go ahead and do that, man. I I, I get you, but if you thought that this was going to help advance your career, if you thought Short saying, side, hey, bro. I listen to the Stansberry show too in the Facebook comment section is going to get dude, is going to get our boss on your side? Of course you're you do. You're high. Dude, of, you're crazy. Of course you do because we, everybody in the city does. And you're probably not high because you probably can't afford weed right now, but dude, you're crazy. Uh, you're insane. What are you talking about, man? See, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to make it personal. I wasn't going to jump up and down on him. I wasn't going to do it. Now. So thanks for doing that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I didn't want to do it. I gotcha. Ladies, it seems as if people seem to think that you guys won this huge victory over the weekend and oh my god feminism took a huge step forward this weekend i'm not sure it's quite that we'll examine it next on rock 106 welcome back to the stansbury show where you can win your way into the incubus show we'll do that at 8 30 as they're going to play blossom july the 25th that's a good venue to see incubus that's the right thing that's the right way open aired beer in your hand they're good man I've always really, really liked that band. So 8.30, we'll pass out those tickets. You know, I read some more of those comments about uh, about Moe's lawsuit. And, right. dude, it turns out a lot of people don't like us either. Not surprised. Nah. You know what they, You know what most negative comments say about us? Huh. We're a little liberal for them. Huh. And, yeah, I could see I mean, I could see that for sure. For some people, I could see that being true. 
And honestly, that's not the biggest, that's not a criticism I'm going to fear about myself. And I know how you feel about it. Yeah. You're left of me. So, yeah. I feel like you'll wear that proudly. Up uh, right now for you, WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section. However, is this awful video I just watched of a reporter being attacked during a live broadcast from a guy wearing uh, uh, the famous Jason mask, the hockey mask there. That's terrifying. You're just out there doing your job. Next thing you know, somebody just attacks you. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's what live TV, man. You know what I'm saying? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So, are you ready for the fake outrage story of the day? All right, what are people sort of mad about? Because I think people are pretending to be mad about this and aren't really in this. But again, and then on the other side, it's people talking about what a huge victory this is, and I'm not sure it's that either. And it's part of this um, initiative. Georgia Pacific is the company. They're doing this strength has no gender initiative. This women can be strong too. Okay. Which I think any logical person understands. I yeah. understand there's backfoot, you know, you know, hillbillies that d- d- refuse to admit it and chain them to the stove. I understand that dude exists too, but ultimately I think most people realize women can be strong. Okay? Right. Right. I mean, when you have Ronda Rousey dominating the, the, the news, I know not any longer now, but for the longest time she was dominating the most like physical sport there is. Yes, of course right? there's that. And I, I mean, I think people would be blind to... Not that that means the fight's over. I get it, but, you know. Uh, right. You all do Ronda Rousey, it's all over. <laughs> Sexism, death. Barack Obama, no more racism. Exactly. Right. Um, and obviously I think there's plenty of women who show great strength outside of what we consider to be strength in the sense of like, oh, I can lift a lot out of weight or I can knock a dude out. I think there's women out there who are far stronger than I am in that capacity. Plenty of women out there. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's, a, dude, there's I, dude, I'm telling you, there's 10 chicks in East Canton right now that can knock you out. Uh, that I'm, are listening right I'm now. Just saying, I'm just saying strong as a human, not strong See, knocking you out. But that's interesting because that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this. This is all about the brawny like paper towel package, and it's now a brawny woman. Limited edition, meaning don't worry, we're going to go back to the dude here pretty soon. I, I saw it right? in Walmart yesterday, and they were both there. It was man and woman. Oh, so you've actually seen this in the store? I have. Yeah. Okay, I have not seen this in the store yet. Okay, so it's part of this strength has no gender and thing. So now guys are mad, right? So now you got guys mad online talking about you know, this, the pussification and this. And so, and, and I'm one of these kind of guys normally. But I don't care what's on the package of my paper towels. Not enough to get angry about it, Okay. But on the other side, now I got women feeling like this is a huge victory for you, and I don't think it is. And I think I and I think running around claiming that this is a huge victory for you, I think helps make people a little tone deaf to when you actually have serious issues going on. It, it's a little bit of placating towards you. It's a little bit of like, oh, hey, women, you use paper towels the most, so you know, and it's it's pandering. And again. You make the point that women can be stronger than you, and you're talking about a different kind of strength. You're not talking bench pressing. You're talking about resolve is essentially what you mean. Right. Okay? Right. Now, that's interesting because I think when you start getting down into the sexism of advertising, I don't think brawny with a man is sexism and saying that a woman can't be strong that way. But we do think of strength as a male thing, and I'll explain it to you like this. If I described a chick I went out to dinner with, sorry, if I described a woman I went out to dinner with last night on the radio as brawny, feminists would be furious with me. You'd be furious with me. But now you want to be the the, the picture on the, because brawny, I have the definition here. All right. Dictionary.com 
has it listed as muscular strong. If I if you described a woman as brawny, they're going to get angry. And so, like, this isn't a win, and it isn't sexism on packaging, I don't think. There are it's not to say that because you put a man on the package that only he's strong. It's just that's is kind of the definition of that. And in my lifetime, I've seen this happen where women didn't want to be considered to be physically strong like that. They didn't want to be considered. Now, maybe you do now. I don't know. Who the hell knows what you're thinking, right? That's the old stereotype. Who the hell knows what's going on, what a woman's thinking? Even they don't know, apparently, is the, is the old joke. So, but I know this. I know that if I went out with some, some woman from Tinder last night and I described her as brawny on the show today, people are going to have an issue with me. I don't know if, 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 are you being described as brawny? I don't, I don't know if, if that's, if anyone's using that in a, in no, a, it's a little dated. Right. So, but if I used a term like that, you would be attacked for it. And now, but yet you want to be on the package listed as that. I don't think this is a win, and I also don't think this is something that people should be mad about because, oh, they're forcing this liberal, like, feminist agenda down our throats. I don't think it's that either. This is one of those things that I think is like, well, it's designed to keep our eye off of the ball, I think. And it's a design to, you know, oh, yeah, buy these instead of, I don't even know what the other brand of towels is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's designed to sell paper towels at the end of the day is what it's, you know, is what they're, what they're doing with all this. And I mean, let's be real. Who's probably purchasing the vast majority of paper towels? Women, right? I mean, if women are doing most of the grocery shopping, if women are 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 making most yeah, of the I only do it because you had, a, you know, oh, did I just put women in their role? If, oh God, I hope we didn't just gender role anybody. If if if, if you Jesus. were if you were in a relationship we're where in trouble. where where you know you're a standard relationship, yeah, your wife is probably the one who's buying a vast majority of the paper towels. So to play to her makes all the sense in the world to me. And I I I, I just I, to me this is this is God. I just hope I marry a woman that doesn't care about that right uh, to me this is the definition of just of 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 people getting worked up about nothing. uptight just just what both sides what are we doing here guys if 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 brawny wants to put a a dude on there fine if, if you, hey we'll do a chick hey we're gonna do a family for one of these because it's like hey this is you know if easier for families to to save money well then of course dude put a black dude on there if you want to start selling them in the hood dude put up put up put up put a dog on there if you want to sell them to dog lovers put somebody in a, 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 a yes these this is what corporations do. I mean, McDonald's, hey, dude, we're doing Black 365 commercials. All right, and then Target's like, you know what? We're going to do Christmas-specific commercials. I don't understand why why, why focusing your target on, or your, your product onto your target audience, of course, do that. Well, now people even do went, that. You know, people went even further now because, you know, this company, Georgia Pacific, is owned by the Cook Brothers. And so now they're saying, oh, he's, they're just doing this. So people don't, you know, pay attention to how evil they are and they're running the country well, and they hate women and like all this stuff. And yeah, maybe a little. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but we're talking about a much bigger picture. There that's, a, than, that's a bigger problem right, right. That, that I'm prepared to get into because those dudes own like literally everything. Now, again, I don't know if this is sarcasm or not, but you go to my Twitter mentions already, dude, and I got guys tweeting me hashtag team bounty. So I think people are mad about it, and, and I don't get it. I would, I would have maybe never even noticed. If I was in the store and I needed paper towels, I would probably, first of all, I'm looking at the price tag and like how many rolls are in that for how much money versus the one right next to it, and that's how I'm making my decision. I don't think I'm brand specific on things like that, as most times, honestly, when I buy this stuff, I buy it at the dollar store because I just feel like you're getting a better deal on like cleaning supplies at the dollar store. That's just me. 
But like, so I may have never even noticed this. So like, to, to, to get geared up on it on either end just seems like a little ridiculous to me. And it is kind of one of these things that we throw out there, and people pretend that they're mad about. And it's just, it's just more and more of keeping our eye off of the ball a little bit. Yeah, I mean, plenty of things to be upset about in the world. Plenty I don't, of them. Just I, I go don't think open up your open up your front door, you'll find one. But this shouldn't be one of them. I just and and I don't know if it's important, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know if it's important to sell the message that women can be as physically strong as men, because I think ultimately that's a battle you're not going to win. Right. I, I, there's, you know, I, I guess Bounty or Brawny, I'm sorry, might have taken a step. I don't want to say too far, but like on the packaging, it says like hashtag strength has no gender yeah. or something like no, that. No, that's the whole initiative is hashtag strength has no gender. I think you probably just would have been better just switching it up, not making it like, hey, this is a movement. Just making just this. Just do it. Hey, we did this because this is what we wanted to do. We're, if, not, we're not up your ass about if it. If you think it's the right thing to do, then just do it. Right. Looking for the pat on the back for the right thing to do, you're right. Because now people over-examine it. And people want to look for like what your intent is and all this stuff. Had just you do just, it. Had you just done it, you probably would have gotten a ton of positive press for it. That's probably true. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. There is where you can check out video of the new Gene Simmons live solo band who will be playing actually at the Agora on the 18th of this month. And uh, the first video available of Gene's solo band that he's touring. Uh, it seems like the Comic-Con cities is what he's doing. And because uh, he's kind of, t- he's a huge comic book nerd, always has been. And uh, so he's kind of teaming up with that, which he's proud to do. And then so he kind of put like a live touring band together. And I guess he's going to play all his kiss hits, which there are plenty. I mean, dude, Gene, you know, and Paul sp- kind of split the front man role there. So, uh, you know, he's going to have more than enough good songs to play. Uh, and, and uh, well, the, you know, the video's available. I haven't watched it yet. So I, but I'm. I'm a little hesitant. Obviously, it's Gene Simmons, and Gene Simmons would have this buttoned up, I assume. But I would ob- think. Obviously, this is all... Like, Kiss isn't going to be like, yo, we're suing you. You can't be out there no, no, performing no. those hits. Because, I mean, Gene Simmons, they're his songs, yeah, right? I mean, he, yeah, believe me, Gene has all the contracts yeah, all right. in, uh, in line. And Paul did this back in the day. He did a club tour, actually, back in the, you know, the late 80s. And, you know, uh, actually, I went to that, and... Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> I uh, I saw I saw that that you know Gene and Paul have have come out and there's no chance no chance of of a fully reunited kiss. Yeah, that's because it's happening. How many times have you ever? When has anybody ever said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we'll probably do yeah, that"? Maybe we'll do it. Who knows? Maybe. Notice the, the the friends people are back out there now saying they'll never do it either. Never do it. We'll never do it. Never. Yeah, one of them was like, "Yeah, we all had dinner the other night. We were all having so much fun. We laughed a ton. All we did was laugh for hours, but we're never going to do that. Well, never. Let me tell you, you better do it before one of you dies. That way, you get the money. Even if Netflix offers to pay us ten million dollars each, we're not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Netflix, are you out there listening? <laughs> are, are are you listening? Right. That's totally going to happen too. The Kiss reunion's going to happen. I've been saying it for whatever. Are you going to this Gene Simmons Comic Con tour? Is that, is, a, that, is that worth it for you? I'm, I'm working the Gene Simmons show at the Agora on the uh. 18th. So like two birds, one stone there. Because I would want to see it. But yeah, if I can get paid and see it too, then that's what I want to do. Now, when I put up at WRQK.com, this was a corporate gig with his new band. Um, but I thought I thought, I thought I thought I thought every Gene Simmons concert is a corporate gig. <laughs> I thought I saw on the Agora. That's all he does. I thought he was doing like spoken word. I thought he was going to do like Gene Simmons poetry <laughs> or something like that. I think that. it's a little bit of both. Okay. I think it's a little bit of both. Right. I think what you're getting <laughs> is you're getting a little bit of what Duff McKagan did. You know, he's going to kind of tell a story. 
He'll, you know what I mean? You, you'll get a little bit of that, but he's going to play Deuce, and he's going to, you know what I mean? He's going to play Dr. Love, and then I would imagine that's what he's doing. Uh, but I, I mean, the thing with Duff was just him telling the stories. That when he said spoken word, I just thought like Gene Simmons poetry. Like I'm like, oh, it's Gene Simmons poetry, po- poetry jam. Well, he's definitely egotistical enough to think Jesus. that that's what people would want from him. No, they don't, dude. If it's, I would if, agree. If he's playing Dr. Love, and then he starts doing a poem, bro, what are we talking about? I, right? Yeah, I'm interested to see. So, you know, you know, the Agora asks again on the 18th, tickets still available. Yeah. You can get them. And they asked, they said, hey, are you interested in working this? I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, put me on the schedule. You know, they were like, you know, we know you're a big Kiss fan. I said, yeah, absolutely. I was like, you know, I would want to see it anyway. And if you're going to pay me to go, then yes. Right. Yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, what's, <laughs> yes. what, what's, what's the loss yeah, yeah, there? Th- that, that's what makes that job I, awesome. I really, really, really have my fingers crossed that you come back the next day talking about Gene Simmons Poetry Slam, that he's talking up there, bebopping and scatting, like yeah. doing beatnik style. Like, I really hope I don't have to do that. I, I, I hope I know is. you do. I, do. I know. You, you I want Paul. Stanley up there singing the horrible Folgers commercial. That's what you want. You know, where's my ascot and all the Scooby-Doo stuff? I know what you want, dick. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about Brawny uh, putting a woman on the package, and Janine says, Stansberry, you are nuts. Women want to be strong, and I don't freaking grocery shop or buy paper towels even though I am married. Don't assume roles. Every woman gets to decide what she wants wants to be. You or any form of marketing. I don't know what that last part means. Mm -hmm. But Okay, yes. Okay, yes. I I just, I don't know. I guess maybe this is what I mean to say. I don't know women who are obsessed with men knowing that they're as physically strong as men are. Women want to be considered to be strong with their resolve, and of course you can do that. That's human being stuff at that point. But to make the argument that women overall can be as strong as men, I think, has been disproven a couple of times. Well, and I mean, we're going to start talking about... As a rule. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to start talking about individuals versus like... Yes, Ronda Rousey could not me out Over, yes. overall overall you know trends kind of in the world there so you know i'm not trying to say like yo bitch go buy me some paper towels i'm just saying yeah probably most women are buying paper towels i, I bet mean, if we yeah. right i'm not trying to put women in their role but i right. bet if we I, I, but if we pulled every household in america we're gonna find out that more women than men buy paper towels yeah. on average we are we would find that yeah. out yeah. Either that or maybe I just do have a huge misconception of the world. Maybe, but I but I would doubt that. And again, I, I don't want anybody walking away thinking that, that I think women shouldn't be strong. That's not that's not what I mean. But also, if you can bench press a car, you're probably going to be lonely. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it, it, you know, that, that's what I would say about that. All right. So, you know I hate fake activism. Hate it. And I hate when people like phone that kind of stuff in. And we've seen now this happen with a, with a Facebook comment type situation. You see this all the time. If you hate cancer, type yes. As if that's going to do anything. Oh, Let me, okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, copy and paste this. this. All my friends, they love multiple sclerosis except for three of them. And if you're one of the three, share this post. It's like, come on. Come I on. hate this kind of yes, stuff. We all hate that. Because the truth of the matter is this. We all know this. If you, if you really hate cancer and you want to fix it or help or contribute to fixing it, it's money fixes things. Okay? We know that. Now, awareness is great, and you need it because that's the only way you can help make the money is awareness. I totally understand that. 
Okay, I think this kind of stuff turns people off, though. I I think more than anything is when you're looking at this as your exclusive. Well, my job's done. Well, this is what I had to do, and now it's done. That's when I get have a problem with it. If you're somebody who genuinely is, you know, dedicating any part of their life towards fighting cancer, God bless you, dude. And whether that's in a medical capacity, whether that's as an advocate, whether that's with something you've gone it's through, yeah, it certainly is admirable. There's no question about that. But if you think that your advocacy is just, hey, I put a face. Facebook posts up and now I'm done. Now I did my part. Well, then uh, that's that's where my issue is. So the reason why I bring this up is that there's this story about this woman who posted says my brother's dying in the hospital due to cancer. If you're not ashamed of him, don't scroll down without commenting. Amen. And liking this post. God can do anything. (sighs) Ashamed of him. Right. And so. Hundreds of people then typed amen to get this thing, you know, moving around and going viral and sharing it, right? And liking it and all the clicks. So it turns out that the post is a complete hoax and the screenshot is a picture of a porn scene of a, you know, where the guy's in a hospital bed and like the hot Uh. nurse is lying over. But it looks like she's like kind of crying and like if you don't. If you didn't know this porn star, you might have been able to be duped by this, right. although that seems pretty... Right. I mean, dude, she's got his head like nestled up against her breast. Like, if you're not a complete moron, you would know this was porn. You're like, all right, now I've been to nurseslikeabig.com. I know what I know what's going on there. And if you know what Angelina Valentine looks like, you know that's what's going on there. Um... Yes, obviously, people, you need to, once again, be aware of what you're doing, what you're sharing, what you're just because it's a feel good story doesn't mean it's fact or it's in line of what you want it to be. So it's nice to see something and be like, oh, look at me. I hate cancer, too. See, this is what good. This is what I'm always saying. This is this. and, And again, social media has done a fantastic job of doing some things. Um, the ALS challenge ended right. up being a huge thing. Right. It ended up being very beneficial. It helps us promote our type of business, so I love it for that. Right. But ultimately, and I say this a lot, and, and this story kind of proves it, my annoyance with social media comes down to this. There is a race online to find out who the best person is, and it's all so obnoxious. Because at the end of the day, none of us are that great. Even the good ones. We're still human at the end of the day. And I get it. Help other people and I'm all about it. Rake, random acts of kindness everywhere. I'm totally supportive. I'm totally about helping other people. But this isn't helping is my point. You just want the, the online community to think that you're a good person. And what I will tell you about this, you hear about this about athletes a lot, with especially Michael Jordan. All these new athletes want to be a brand like Michael. And what, what does everybody say about Michael? He handled the on-the-court stuff first. And then the brand came because of how great he was. So my point is, if you want online people to think you're a good person, be a good person. Where's the loss in this? If I'm somebody who did type amen, if I'm somebody that did share it, if I'm somebody got duped here. So it's like praying, what's what's the risk? What's the loss here? I think the loss is is that ultimately it exposes the fact that you're not informed on these things you're pretending to care about. And I think that if you don't view that as a, as a loss for yourself, 
that there's the real loss. That would be the loss for me, was to find out that, you know what, I'm not convicted in any of this. Um, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I think you can make the argument of whether this was or was not true. I prayed against cancer. I, I thought about you know people that have cancer, and there's some good that comes what's gonna, out of what's that. What's going to happen now is, how dare you try to make people feel who are you know sympathetic towards cancer feel like idiots? Right. That's what's going to happen now. Uh, well, That's going to be the story now. Regardless Regardless what actually happened, the 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 sentiment is there. Is I what just, some people are going to say. What I want is a little bit more, and this goes back again. Like a guy I'm friends with on Facebook, I don't even know him personally. Said yesterday, I don't remember hating people on MySpace the way I hate people on Facebook, and I I wish I could give him credit because I thought it was so brilliant. And I think part of it is is that. You know what it is? Again, my annoyance with social media comes down to a little bit of this. Like I said, it's a race to find out. Like, I'm the best person there is. That, and I just want, you know what I want more of? I want more follow through. I want to, not a little, like, I, I always say this. It's the ringing of the bell of a problem. And then once you've rung the bell and you've got everybody yelling at each other about the problem, it, nothing is ever solution based and typing amen will never be a solution. And I'm not criticizing God. I'm not criticizing your faith or your religion. That's not what's happening. But we know that that typing amen isn't going to do it. So the loss is you thinking that it will. That's where the loss is. We'll talk to Scott from waiting for next year dot com next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8.30, we're going to get you hooked up with a pair of Incubus tickets for their show out at Blossom July the 25th. We'll do that at 8.30. I'm so excited now, though, as every Monday at 8, we talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, which is honestly probably the most informed sports blog site uh, surrounding your local sports you're going to find. Um just really in depth those guys always are there's always charts and graphs and math involved and yeah screw the athletic cle dude nobody needs that <laughs> you uh I, but waiting for next year.com is honestly they've uh, they're damn credible and joining us every monday at eight is scott my man how are you Pleasure to be one of the nerds who are throwing all that math your way. Um, I'm doing well. It was, no. it was a good weekend. How about you guys? So here's the thing you're not a nerd and one of the reasons why i know you're not is that you're a shoe like aficionado like you love like all like the new tennis shoes and all that stuff like you're really big into the well the well the hip-hop fashion i believe is what it's called the urban footwear you like the urban footwear you do and the reason why i bring this up is you're always posting pictures of cool shoes and i don't know if you actually bought them or if they're just wishlist stuff or if you're going broke buying shoes because it definitely looks like it via instagram i gotta ask you about these new james hardens i think those are a damn good looking shoe they are probably the best of the non-Nike shoes that are out there right now. I know I some fair. people will want to point at Dame, uh, Dame Lillard's Adidas, oh. um, but I've, I've also heard really good things about the, per- the performance and the comfort. I've never worn them. Um, I, I, the, I have seen some colorways of the shoe that are kind of, eh, but I, they are, are very good looking, at least compared to some of the other stuff that's been out there lately. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, I am a more. I am more biased to the to the Nike stuff, just given Kyrie and LeBron, and obviously the affliction with Jordan. But other than that, I think of of the non of the non Nike shoes that are signature models out there right now. I think Harden um, not only making an MVP case, but he's yeah, he's, he's doing a good job with the sneakers as well. Yeah, honestly, like the, like the standard gray pair kind of looks like he took like the best part of like the Yeezy shoe 
and then like the best part of like the Kyrie shoe and like smash them together. And I and I know the Kyrie's like a Nike product, but it does kind of look that way. Those Hardens, 140 bucks. I don't know if I can swing that, but they that is a damn good looking. I gotta be honest with you, man. I haven't seen like tennis shoes have been hard to find for a little while now. Like they're always so space age looking and weird. And oh. it's like if you're not 16, you look ridiculous yeah. with them on your feet. When you're a 40 year old fat dude sitting there by yourself. Like yo, I need these Yeezys. Yeah, dude, it's gonna look a little sad. <laughs> I want to be cool, dude. <laughs> I want to be cool. I, I want the world to have not passed me by. Well, to that point, though, what do you what do you think of? Because they're like taking like Jays and throwing like golf cleats on the bottom of the stuff. Now, I've, have you seen those? I of course want the Michael Jordan golf cleats for sure. I do. Ricky Fowler kind of ushered like the high top golf shoe in like two years ago, and I thought it looked ugly as hell. But if you give me the original Jordans that way, then I want it. Put the jump man on it, bro. I'll <laughs> yeah. buy it. I'll buy it. Hell yeah, I'll buy it, man. I'm a sucker for marketing. You're damn right. <laughs> It's awesome. the shoes. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a. I mean, I don't think I could get away with them, but I mean, you're actually a legit good golfer, so I don't. No, I don't think it's, let's I think, be, you, I think you could pull it off, my man. Watch us go golfing. <laughs> you beat me by ten. Watch, watch that happen. All right, so let's talk a little NFL Combine. Um, and I was kind of early. I, I, I kind of felt like Deshaun Kaiser. Like that whole thing was like people were getting way too hype on him, and apparently he did not impress. Um, I, uh, but but Miles Garrett did. Like apparently he just ran away with the combine. I mean he ran a four six four forty. He, yeah, he's a freak show. Um, the the four the he's a defensive end who jumped forty one inches in the in the vertical. Tristan right. Thompson had a thirty eight five at the combine when that, in the NBA. That's insane. So he he was he's he's two and a half inches more than than an NBA power forward who is probably one of the most athletic power forwards from a jumping standpoint. In the league, so I mean the the stuff that he, the numbers he put up across the board, um, SI compared him to Wolverine, uh, which I don't think is is very far fetched because the the physical traits that he exhibits from an athletic standpoint are, I mean we saw him on film and we and we saw this kid the way he's able to get into backfields and disrupt plays and things like that and now you see the measurables and it just puts it all in the perspective and i just don't know what or how the browns are going to do it but i just really hope they don't mess this up yeah i feel like browns nation right now has their fingers crossed uh, you know across the country um make no mistake about it we knew the dude was a big fast strong defensive player um but i feel like after after this combine he's kind of proven himself garrett has as 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 somebody who's going to take the game seriously somebody who's going to take the training seriously somebody who's going to take the practice seriously is that a fair evaluation i but i i have not seen a single report outside of people who wanted to extrapolate that dumb cowboys video into some sort of negative into it that that, that put this kid in a negative light you know after you know, Joe Thomas hit on the head not too long ago when he was talking about Justin Gilbert and said, you know, you could have all the physical tools in the world, but if you don't love the game, you're not going to be successful. Sure and I too. think when you see a kid like Garrett, you, I mean, I, I see a kid who not only is, has a really good head on his shoulders with a lot of the stuff he does off the field, um, you know, philanthropic-wise, but just really loves the game of football so much that while other people in his tier of, of draft prospects were sitting out bowl games and, and, and taking their end of the season off to prepare for the draft, he was playing. And I, and I think that goes a long way. And I don't know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I have, again, I, I'm, I only know what I see and what I read, so I, I've never, I haven't gotten to talk to him like some of these GMs and stuff have. But in the same regard, I, everything that I have from an information standpoint leads me to believe he's the real deal. Going back to the vertical and, and sticking with Miles Garrett, 
Odell Beckham Jr. is at 38.5. He weigh, he's 5'11 at 198 pounds. Miles Garrett's 6'4, 272, and he got up 41. Jesus. So, dude, I mean, when you're thinking about that, I mean, God. dude, that's like legitimate. Like that, dude, that's NBA hops. That's freak. I mean, that's crazy. Hey, 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 crazy. And so, I is he a certified, like, no brainer number one pick? I think so. Um, you know, I've been I've been on the Garrett bandwagon for a while now. I, I this this weekend only served to cement that. Um, you know, again, I was on the Garrett. I was I was on him just based on what I've seen film wise and what I've been reading from a scouting standpoint. And then just to see him measure this way. I mean, the the, the comparables you could take all the comparables in the world. You, the the Beckham one are insanely good because he's probably one of the more athletic. Wide receivers, catches, you know, right. in, in the NFL, you know, again, I, you could compare them to NBA players who are who are trained to jump and then do these kind of things. And jumping is a part of their skill set. And 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 Garrett has probably one of the higher end on on that level, you know, to be to be his size and to do the things he did, you know, jumping and leaping and running is is something I've never seen before. So I mean, I don't see. I mean, anyone looking to poke holes in what this kid can do. And hoping to use some of these measurables to do it this weekend, I think, is going to have to find something else because there's, I mean, the kid was off the charts good. So here's why I think you take Garrett. I don't think any one of these quarterbacks in this draft is like jumping off the screen as like a number one like draft pick quarterback. I, it, just not yet, you know, to me. And I think if you had the number one pick in the draft and you were even competent on the offensive side of the ball, Garrett would be a no brainer pick. So at that point, I think you got to take him. Because if you were even competent on the offensive side of the ball, you wouldn't even be thinking twice. You would take him for sure. Especially when you consider the, the 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 quarterback class and the fact that you know if you feel like you've got a, you know three guys there that might be worth a top twelve pick, two of those three dudes are going to be left over at that. So yeah, you make a, you know all the all the sense in the world of 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 why you, with the number one pick you have to go with the no brainer. So I want to talk to you about the quarterback classes. We have Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com with us. Um, Peter Schrager, and, and I don't know if he's updated it, you know, since the, uh, you know, since the combine wrapped up, over, you know, over the, you know, or, or is getting ready to here, but he had Deshaun Watson going 13th, which means he would still be there at 12 if we wanted him. Um, did Watson set himself apart from Trubisky and the other quarterbacks in the draft as as like the best quarterback in this draft? From a lot of what I was seeing, uh, it's, it sounds like a two tier or a two person tier at the top between Watson and Trubisky, depending on. What, what certain scouts prefer to use as their, as their metrics of, of trying to extrapolate success out of a, of a collegiate quarterback. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people have been rumoring the Browns to be really high on Trubisky. Um, there was rumors this, this weekend that Trubisky is, is Hugh Jackson's guy. Now, take that for what you want, um, but, you know, could be coach speak, could be people just trying to leak things out. But that wouldn't surprise me. Um, they, they, they're, they're different quarterbacks, and they, they just do things, you know, they, they bring different things to the table. So it depends on what the Browns feel will be able to be better at a higher success rate at the NFL level. Um, you know, so that, that one, that he would be, who, who, I guess my question would be, who would Schrager have us taking at 12? If you, do you remember that, Dan, or no? What's, uh, no, I don't remember who they had us. T- oh, yes, I do. Um, you know, it was a running back of all things. I can't remember the kid's name, but it was a running back. And it wasn't the kid from Stanford. And it obviously wasn't Fournette. Fournette. No, it wasn't Fournette. He had Fournette going actually earlier. Um, I, 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 so I forget, but it was a running back. Who do you want to take at 12? Like, like, like if you're picking, who do you take it with the 12th pick? 
I mean, if if what if the guy that they want at QB is there, I'd have no problem with them taking a, that. You know, I, I, I'm not sold on any of the rookies, so that that's just my bias. I would want I, I want a safety. I need I need a I need a, a center fielder, defensive back type to kind of shore up the, the back end of this defense. I feel if you if you add Garrett at one and get a guy, if, if Malik Hooker, for instance, is is is, is healthy, yeah. and you and you put him at and you put him at twelve. I mean, he had ten and a half inch hands. I mean, the, the kid. Is, you know, I mean, no wonder he caught everything when he was at Ohio State. And if you can, if you can good. have a a center fielder like that, like an Ed Reed type, to shore up the back end while you have your your, your Ray Lewis and Bart Scott on the on the on the pass rushing side. I mean, I think you you, you change your defense immediately. And for to to take a, I, I don't th- I think people underestimate how much difference this team could look if they were just average. And if you if you could take the the, the defense they had last season and make it average. I mean, you're you're well on your way to to being a win, a winning football organization. And if you can solve the quarterback problem, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's Tyrod Taylor, however, oh, I, I think you're God, I you're, you're a completely different football team. I hate hearing Tyrod Taylor. I hate hearing that name. I feel I feel like there's so much overestimation and what that guy's going to be capable of. I just I I don't. I, I'm not in love with Tyrod Taylor. I hope that's not it. I want to thank the audience. It was Devin Cook who Schrager had us taking at 12. Um, that's who he, you know, again, these are mock drafts. Nobody, right. you know, he, he doesn't right, really right, know. Right. I hear a lot of people falling in love with Jabril Preppers out of, um, uh, out of Michigan, but then somebody ran his numbers and the amount of times he was targeted and the amount of uh, times passes were caught, I mean, the numbers were upside down. I mean, if you really look at the math of it, I mean, he was actually getting beat up much more than what the highlight reel looks like. Does that worry you? So I am. I'm, he's one of the players that I'm most interested in. From a, I I don't know if I want the Browns to draft him, but I know that I'll be watching to see how he progresses as a professional. Because we talked about the love of the game and you know the, the desire to compete, the desire to succeed. And while all Michigan, obviously, you know, <laughs> with the way with the way the Ohio State game ended, um, you know, didn't get to go on to to the you know to the you know do much more, but. Right. He is a kid who, I mean, he's a, he's a tweener, right? He's a, he's a strong safety slash linebacker, so he really doesn't have a natural position, but I also feel like that's the way that the NFL is kind of going. And, I, and I'm wondering like if he me. can kind of be, you know, kind of like the tight end went from blocker to incredibly dynamic pass-catching option. And I feel like he can be a player who can kind of usher that in. And I, I'd be all about him if he can guard a tight end. I feel if you, have, if you can draft a player or acquire a player, who can stick with a tight end for for an entire game? You you immediately put yourself at an advantage because with the way tight ends have been dominating the offensive like landscape over the last few years, if you have a guy who can keep Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski or whomever at bay, it's a great point. I think that's, that's I think that's point. fantastic. And you see how the, the Browns were obliterated by tight ends all year, and you're not right. not just the high end ones. Like you're talking you're talking these these guys you've never heard of before. You know, catching catching you know eighty ninety yard you know, 90 yards worth of passes against the Browns. If you could find somebody to limit that, I think, I think you, you kind of usher in a whole new way of playing defense. So I'm, I'm interested in him, um, but I, I'm, I, I do think 12 would be really tough um, from, a, from a draft standpoint. But if they like him, I guess they like him. It sounds to me, as we're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com, and again, you're right. I think all roles in all sports are kind of changing. It like look at the NBA right. guys, dude. Guys that used to be a four can now play every position on the floor. And so, like sports, I think the athletes are just getting bigger, stronger, more analytics. They can do more things than ever before. But uh, as we're talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com, it sounds to me 
Like, you're okay going defense 1 and 12, which is very different than what... You know, like, Browns fans want to see offense. They want to see the offense get turned around. Is there any hope in any... Like, where in the draft am I finding the next hope to hang, like, touchdowns on? Well, there, so, so for Browns fans who are kind of caught up in the early draft picks of this draft, not, unless they take a quarterback, right, they're not going to take a receiver because they took four of them last year. They're not going to take a running back because analytics will tell you that it's a horrible waste of resources. So um, I, I can't see a tight end being drafted that early. So if you take an offensive player in those first three picks, you're looking at an offensive lineman. And if that, if that, so unless that wows you, unless I think Joe you Thomas. need to. Yeah, I think you need to focus your 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 draft capital on improving. As, as bad as the offense was, I maintain the defense was way worse. And if you if you can use your draft capital to 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 shore up that end. With in in a position where those high picks are the most valuable, I mean, it's it's it just look at look at the mock draft. It's it's pass rushers and it's, it's cornerbacks. Yep, and are frequently you know in, in some well, order, but frequently among the top ten, fifteen picks of that draft. If you look, and if you can you if you can you get two of those at, at a minimum, I th- I think you're 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 changing the way that this team plays football. And that's that's a really good thing. If you look at the guys who, if you look at the teams that win championships, they always win the championship the year they had the best defense. Look at Brett Favre when he won his title; he had a great defense. Brady always wins when he has a really good when his defense starts playing better. It's just it it, it is true. Defense do win championships. You do have to stop because now, dude, average NFL offenses are scoring forty. Like so, you gotta like you gotta like you gotta tighten it up. I I totally agree. Um, before I let you go. I don't think there's much here, but it, you know it, we're kind of in the doldrums of sports. You know stories of what's going on right now. Is there anything to this J.R. Smith kind of freaking out, like you know, and the Cavs, you know, this huge loss the other night? Are people freaking out over nothing? I think it's awesome to see. Uh, you have a player who is dying to get back on the floor, who who took offense to something that was complete bush league by the other team. Um, you know that that dude who dunked on Fry was a nobody. You know, playing garbage time basketball and then shoved him for no reason. And Jared took exception to that. I think if you take anything away from the way that team played against the Heat, you know, know that they're, they're still standing up for one another and they're, and they're still ready to rumble here. And I I think once, once they come back full strength, um, I think people are really underestimating how, how good this team could be, especially with the way they've been winning without JR and Kevin Love for most of the last month. Yeah, I mean, let's let's keep in perspective here. The game before that, twenty five three pointers, dude. <laughs> yeah, without Kevin Love, stat. without J.R. Smith. So, I mean, a Cavs Nation, I understand a little bit of concern there. And oh, J.R. Smith, what's he doing? But dude, the Cavs are playing really good basketball right now. It feels like January never happened. And I said it on Friday night. I'll say it again, then, dude. We are spoiled Cavs fans. It's like, Agreed. Oh, twenty five threes, uh, whatever. Seventy seven points in one half, uh, whatever. Uh, dude, you know, it's just it, these these those things, tweets from Kevin Love. That night were awesome. These things that we just we just take for granted every day. That's is, true. It, it's it really fair. is. It's, that is fair. We're spoiled Cavs fans. Scott, buddy, thank you so much for joining us. That's Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. I uh, I look forward to talking to you uh, next week at eight. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Have a great week. All right, we do have Incubus tickets. They're playing Blossom July twenty fifth. Get hooked up next on Rock one hundred six nine. One hundred six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock one hundred six nine. We're online at WRQK.com. It's where you can get a first look at Gene Simmons' solo band as he's uh, touring around with Comic-Con, actually. He's actually going to play the Agora March 18th. You can get a look at that. Uh, I want to thank uh, our listener, David, who just uh, hit me up and said, dude, he just dropped off uh, some food over at the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Since nice. I knew you guys were big fans of that organization, I thought I, you know, I would do what I could. 
So I just dropped some stuff off there. Uh, I believe he says just the other day. Good for you, David. <laughs> well, David, you might be uh, you might be mistaken. I don't know if you know this, but people are only hungry around Christmas. <laughs> it's only a problem in the holiday season. We um, we do do that as people. We do, of course. There are do. certain seasons where we care about things more than others. That's right. for sure. Right. Uh, that does seem to be a thing. And I mean, honestly, the need for food, you know, it feels like, well, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that. But dude, summertime is really tough for families because you take away school lunches. And school lunches are often two out of the three meals right. a day for a kid. And you take that food away from them for, for three months. And yeah, dude, the, the food bank needs your help. Yes. Thanks for that. Pass out some Incubus tickets here shortly. Just a few minutes. 1-800-243-765. The number you'll need for those. So I'm reading this crazy story out of Japan. Okay. And, uh, you know, we overanalyze everything these days, you know. The negative effects of pornography. And I have said many, 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 many times that I believe that too much porn consumption at an early age definitely negatively affects you. I think, honestly, too much porn consumption as an adult. If, if you're watching too much of it, negatively affects you. It's probably like most other things, all things in moderation. You know what I'm yes. saying? I mean, yes, you can have a healthy relationship, or of course, you can have a destructive relationship. It's with not necessarily inherently evil. It's how you use it. Okay. But but it is a very um, it, it's a very strong thing. It definitely has all the powers of seduction, obviously, and all that. So it can pull you in, and it can become addictive, and it can be a, har- a harmful force. I totally understand that. Hmm. And. Uh, there's this crazy story coming out of Japan where apparently a man had a huge, a 50-year-old, had a, a rather large porn collection. Now, this is okay. back to, like, magazine porn. Like, this is the oh, kind of porn he has. We're talking, like, physical porn. I thought you were going to say, oh, he's got a computer full of this stuff. No. Okay. And this is why digital porn is better than like looking, you know, thumbing through Hustler and the like. Here's why it's better. A, it's in motion and that's way better. But this man's porn collection fell over. He was buried underneath it and was unable to get out. Good God. Which porn was there? He was discovered by his landlord six months after it happened. Jeez. The landlord's like, dude, his rent hasn't been paid. First of all, what a great landlord. You wait six months? Like, I bet if I'm two months late on my rent, my landlord's like at the door like, bro, this is two months. Six days, dude. I think once you get over that three-day grace period they give you, they're going to start saying, where's my effing money? Six months. Good God. So we find out that the man was crushed by six tons of magazine pornography. Six tons. So we did some math here at the Stansbury Show, and by that I mean we Googled it. One ton equals 2,000 pounds. So let me put this in a little bit of perspective. So then I also did this. I Googled like average weight of a car. 4,000 pounds. Two tons. Okay? Two tons. This guy was trapped by a couple of cars of pornography. What are you doing with all of that? Like, if you're making the argument to me that they're worth money, no. okay, then fine. Put them in the bags, put them in boxes, and then, like, you know what I mean? 
But this guy had them stacked on the shelves. Like, this wasn't about saving money. This was about not wanting to let porn go. Well, right. And I'm sure there's a little bit of hoarding you throw in there, too. A little porn hoarding. So it's, uh, it's like worse of both worlds, I feel like. You, you throw that two compulsions together into one disgusting mix right there. And that's a disgusting mix. Pornography hoard. Like, that's gross, dude. There, that's, it's it's going to get sticky. Um, and, and, dude, and that's the thing, Why do you dude. Do it? Just crust everywhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you bring up a good point, and I understand that people do hoard stuff. You come up with a, a huge pile, but dude, six tons. Where were you even keeping that? How, how yeah, heavy your, is that? How is your house like, like, like still standing? Like you figured the the, the floor would fall through. The unfortunate part is, is that nobody was in the apartment before this happened. Obviously, it took six months for to find out anybody. You know, which by the way, where where was his family and where he works and where were all these? Although, honestly, if you have that much porn, right. you're probably excommunicated from people, and you probably didn't have a steady job. Um, even I could if, make the argument. Even if you did have a steady job, you're over there in Japan. They jump out of the windows all the time. Oh, I'm not making these Apple phones anymore. They probably just figured you said half right? it. Yeah. Somebody fact check that. Probably said you just said half it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's right. Um, but I, I, I guess, I mean, I understand you don't want to get rid of it because you don't want to have to. There are certain Playboys worth a lot of money. I get that. Even even if it, like worth something to you, like oh my gosh, this is my favorite magazine of all time. But six tons of it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just that's depressing. Yeah, it is to think about a fifty-year-old man. Because let's be honest, if you have that much porn and you're fifty, you haven't been laid in a while. Now, there's guys out there. I mean, the internet's in unlimited Dude, access. In Japan. Dude, you can buy panties in a in a newspaper box in Japan. What are you doing with that much porn? Sure, he's bought the panties before. I don't think this was necessarily just buy some hookers and get it over with. I, I, I just think that. There's dudes who have access to unlimited porn through the internet, and without that, they probably would have, uh, uh, you know, a, a stack of uh, you know hard copy porn. All right, all right, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try to ballpark this, okay? If I didn't have access to the internet, right. how what would the over under on DVD porn I own be? What? You think you own a hundred titles if you didn't have? Internet porn? A hundred? Do you own a hundred DVDs if you don't Probably have internet porn? Probably Now, they're like 20 bucks a piece, DVD-wise, right? Probably right. Well, yeah, I don't even what, know anymore. But if, if we're living in a world without streaming, no Netflix, no, you they're know. They're probably 30 bucks. AKA, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Because variety's big in porn. I mean, you need it. And you're not going to get rid of them, you know, like, oh, dude, masturbated to this. I'm done with it. You're going to hold that. You hold on to that. So I think it's very easy for us to judges, dude. Maybe we'd be the same person. Who knows? I know a kid this could happen to. Really? Yeah, my buddy Steve was one of these dudes who just like collected porn at like a weird interval. Like, it, it, like he had a whole section of his media rack at his house dedicated to like I, and like you could rent him from him. Like he would like he would, like loan stuff out, but he kept like a very thorough list. It was back when POV just came out. Like the Kobe tie, like does POV was like the like the big video of the time. If I didn't have internet pornography, I have to admit my DVD collection would be up over a hundred titles well, for sure. If you didn't have internet pornography, your house would probably be cleaner, your credit score would probably be better, your life would be more in, in, like in in, in 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 line with what it should be. I would also be hydrated. I would, <laughs> I would also be hydrated. We'll pass out those Incubus tickets. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. 
from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, dude. I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RoholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9 online for you, WRQK.com. Head over there. You can check out a video uh, in the Stansbury Show section of a... Dude, of a guy attacking a news reporter live on TV. That's terrifying. You think about, man, what news reporters do. They go into, like, terrible neighborhoods to report on crimes. And I'm not saying that's what happened here, but, like, dude, those people put their lives in danger a lot to well, do their jobs. And, and people always want to be a part of like the live shot. Yep. They always think that like, oh, Let's hey, wave. I'm going to do this. And things took a turn for the South. I hate like when when you watch like a like a round table television show and they're normally in a studio and then they're live on remote for a week and you watch morons in the background wave and then you got to watch the technical producer like freak out and move the cameras all around so that not to show the idiot. I hate that stuff. I would never do that. Like I would never run over to the news person I guess maybe when I was younger, maybe I'm just, you know, oh my God, I'm a grown up. Not after you hear about what I'm going to talk to you about next. So apparently, I don't know if this is a job, but I think food czar should be my thing. Okay. I'd be the best one there is. The very best. And we did this last week with the whole ketchup on steak thing. And I, you know, I called that white trash and kid rock is kind of our term for that. When you're doing something kind of white trash, we, you know, you're, you know, you're kid rocking it. And, uh, and I do, I feel like ketchup on steak is very kid rock. I just don't get it. I, I mean, I, I ketchup's delicious. Steak is delicious, but like they don't have to be together. I, if it was a hamburger, dude, yes, all day ketchup all over it. If it's a crappy yeah. steak, put some a one on it. But like, I can't put ketchup on a steak. I mean, you're not gonna put barbecue sauce on steak, right? No. I mean, that's delicious too. So you're not gonna do that. Maybe in a glaze, or you know what I mean, or. A reduction, like that kind of stuff goes into something like that. Or if it was, you know, like I said, like but a steak, um, like a, right. But we're yeah. talking about like a good piece of meat. I mean, like a, a honestly a, from a five star restaurant and you're going to put ketchup on your well done steak. Yeah, what are you I don't talking? know what the hell is the matter with you. What are you talking? What are you doing? And so now pizza is this next thing where I got to yell at you all for what you're doing. Now, I always say I'm not a pizza and ranch person. I don't like I don't understand that. I don't get it. I feel like pizza comes in a box because it's done. It's like that's that's all that should be done to it. it gives it some cool creaminess, I guess. It gives it like a little, a little counter to. If the... you were to say to me the crust, I could get there. Okay. Like I could understand okay. how like like the crust essentially a breadstick, maybe a little. I I don't love ranch enough for for that to be my thing, but maybe I could see the crust. I'm not a pizza and ranch enthusiast, but at the same time, like if it's like, hey, do you want some ranch? I'm like, yeah, I'll throw a little ranch up on it. Yeah, no problem, I'm just no I'm just not a, a a big enough fan of the condiment overall, and okay. I do got to weigh that in. All right, okay. but now I'm watching this thing online, and I'm going to get this posted for you shortly at wrqk.com. I, I was having some trouble getting into the admin site here, but. The new thing that's happening with food that hit the internet late last week that I saw over the weekend that's just disgusting is people are now dipping slices of pizza in a cold glass of milk. And this woman, she's now had to make her like account private because people keep yelling at her. But she says, <laughs> poor woman, she says pizza plus milk equals a great combination. That's disgusting. 
And here's part of the reason why I've never understood like when people like if I'm going to eat pasta, like the the the, uh, the thought of red sauce and milk to me together just seems like it they should say at opposite ends of things. Now, listen, milk and uh, a lot of things gets gross, dude. Milk can be a very gross uh, combination there. Like people, I've seen people like and it always grossed me out like smoking cigarettes and drinking milk. I'm like uh, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen someone very do. Strange. Right. Um so you One can, doesn't cancel the other one out, by the way. Yeah, oh dude, I'm healthy. Strong- Strong bones. Of milk. No lungs, strong bones. Vitamin D, at least I'm standing. Um, the thing I'm going to say about this, and I'm not going to go full throttle pizza and milk uh, camp here, but in the morning, if like on a weekend morning I'm eating cold pizza, it wouldn't be out of the question for me to have a glass of milk with it. Cold so, pizza? Cold pizza. I'm talking like cold pizza leftover from the night before, wake up, eating some pizza, kind of a little hungover there, a little glass of milk. I mean, it would be better than orange juice. Now, right. Now, I'm not... But that's cold pizza because my point is, is like, why would I want to dip my pizza in anything that's going to bring the temperature down? Uh, maybe, on it? maybe that's what she's got going on. There's a little bit of uh, cold pizza. I mean, action. you can tell by the by the by the the, the pizza in the photo. This is fresh pizza. You can right. kind of tell because cheese would be hard and it's not, and like all that kind but, of stuff. bite of pizza, drink of like a swig of milk in that's the morning, possible for me. Maybe so. If, okay, if, maybe I could get if, there if it's combining in my mouth. Why can't it combine in the cup? You know what I mean? Like, uh, why not dip it in there a little Again, bit? Again, part, th- part of it that I find gross <laughs> is is that you're you're taking warm pizza and dipping it into okay. it, and you know what I mean. Bringing the temperature, pizza's good warm. What? Oh, pizza's good all Did, the way. But. I mean, just imagine you're dipping it in there, and then there's like sausage and pepperoni floating around in your milk. It's disgusting, dude. Just like an oily piece of sausage Hold on. bobbing away, dude. Oh. Miles just tweeted in and says, pizza and chocolate fondue was smashed together, and I tried it, and it was amazing. Just a little bit of chocolate on top of it, a little sweet and salty. You know, dude. I, dude, there's something about the red sauce that doesn't play well with others. Like, that's the part of it that's like, I've never understood milk with pasta. I don't understand ranch dressing on pizza. Now, there's this other pizza thing that's been floating around is like peas and mayonnaise. Like, somebody put that on pizza, which seems disgusting <laughs> to me. I'll put mayonnaise on a cheeseburger all day long. I'll, I'll take mayonnaise and mix it with ketchup and dip fries in that all day long. But mayonnaise and well, peas on pizza? And at what point does it stop being a pizza? Like, at what point are right. you just putting yeah. stuff on uh, yeah, bread? It, 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 it's kind of the way, like, like a pierogi pizza isn't necessarily pizza. And, like, buffalo chicken isn't necessarily pizza. You, you know, you no longer have pizza sauce on it. Which, by the way, speaking of pizza, I ordered Napoli's again this weekend. Shocker. And it's just... <laughs> Who would have ever guessed it? I'm just telling you, they just they just get it done. (laughs) Their pizza's always just damn good every time. Tried and true, man. I just cannot get enough of that place. That stuff's disgusting. Incubus playing Blossom July 25th. Let's put you in the venue for that. We'll take caller 17 at 1-800-243-7625. You're off to Incubus. And Fantone hates Jimmy Buffett, but I might get him sold on this next on Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.30, we'll pass out a, uh, a four-pack of tickets for the Can't Charge game this weekend. Fantone's going to be your host for that. Dude, an awesome night of charge, our weekend of charge basketball, one Saturday and Sunday, making a, uh, a playoff push right now. 
So uh, where are they in relation to that? What's going on? Do you know? NBA D League. I believe they're in fourth place in the East right now. It's a smaller uh, team uh, sample size of teams that make it into the NBA. It's not. It's right, not. Right, it's, right, you right. know. It's only a three round elimination there. So uh, uh, they beat the Mad Ants over the over the course of the Damn weekend. Damn right they did. Yeah, of course they did. Um, and I know this next couple of weeks is just going to be huge in their playoff seating. So uh, Charge Nation, if you're out there, you need to be at the Civic Center Sunday. I'll be there. We'll pass out those tickets at 9.30. That video of people dipping pizza and milk is now available at WRQK.com. Also, <laughs> we have a video of teens taking a listen to for the first time and reacting to local boy Marilyn Manson. Yeah. That's how old we're, that's how old I'm getting. Yeah. Is now teens can listen to Marilyn Manson and the reaction video and the millennials don't get it and like it's it, yeah, it's very strange. Well, I mean, this honestly, we're getting to a point beyond millennials. I mean, oh, these yeah, are like yeah. 14-year-olds. These are some other kind of like generation to never You're have right. heard to never have heard Marilyn Manson before. Which by the way, his I don't which album was it? Like not that long ago, he had a song off of an album he released like a year or two ago. A song called Deep Six that was so good. Like, still, like, damn good. Like, way to go, Manson. That was damn good. I think that was a new Turd Tuesday era that we did right there. I, uh, I listen to that song a lot when, you know, when I'm at home cleaning the house and stuff like that. I'm actually a big Manson fan. Always have been. And, yeah, there's always been a little source of pride that he was an Ohio dude ultimately. I mean, his... Musical career broke out of Florida, but right. like he's an Ohio guy. So uh, a couple things worth noting with Manson, um, even though his shtick isn't exactly new, he still took things to a new level. I mean, obviously he took Alice Cooper's playbook and added his own little bit to yep. it. And 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 hats off to you for yep. being able to do that and seeing the opportunity. Because let's be real, every generation needs that scariness, needs that like, oh my god. You want to sell albums, make parents afraid of it, right? And exactly, that, and that's just. I mean, if you make parents afraid of it, records will fly off the shelves or downloads will happen. And on one hand, Marilyn Manson not the greatest musician in the world but still very talented in making things sound cool. Like, he When just his is. songs are good they're so good. Like, Rock is Dead is still so good. I Don't Like the Drugs is still so very good. The Dope Show still sounds great. God, I'm listening to a lot of hits. Guy grew up in our backyard. Yeah. Glen Oak right there, baby. Yeah, it's Source of Pride. I like it. So check out that video. Teens reacting to Marilyn Manson. First time ever. WRQK. 6.9 listeners reacting for the first time ever right now. See, why do you do it? Why do you do it? Yeah, I've always been a fan. You know who you're you're not a fan of? Who? It's Jimmy Buffett. You hate, you hate the Buffett. Uh, not a real big fan of the Buffett. No, okay. I'm not. Now, I would be lying if I said that I was a huge musical fan of Jimmy Buffett. I believe they're called Parrot Heads. Stands yeah, no, I'm not, right. I'm not doing that. You prove yourself as, as a non-Parrot Head by, oh, I'm not a musical fan. Of course you're not. We don't call ourselves that. I, uh, I am not a Parrot Head. But, <laughs> much, and I am a huge Steve Miller fan, but much in the same vein, I would always go see, I will always go to a Jimmy Buffett show because I know enough of the music and the environment's just so much fun. Well, Everybody's just in a good... It's like the same reason why I like country music. Is that nobody is... It's There's no anger in it. There's no angst. It's just crack beers and have fun. And no. I feel like the world more than ever kind of needs the crack a beer, relax, have a little fun. 
Now, hanging out with a bunch of 55-year-olds who have overindulged themselves in alcohol while wearing, you know, floral pattern shirts, I mean, sounds like fun. Here's the thing about parrot heads. They're loaded. And I don't mean drunk. Like, they're loaded. They all have good jobs. It's all like your accountant's a parrot head. It's like those kind of people. And they're cutting loose. It's like the one time they cut loose. Yeah. Just got done ruining the economy. Now we're going to go drink some margarita suckers. That's just it. (laughs) Exactly. Wall Street loves Jimmy Buffett. You know what I mean? If you got a fanny pack, dude, if you're that guy, that's Margaritaville. Yeah. And he's kind of built this... Not musical career. He's built a lifestyle. Yeah. If your wife complains to the manager frequently, you probably like You're a parrot head. Yeah. But the shows are always fun because everybody's just drunk, having a good time, and the music's just kind of like background. And it's one of those shows where people share their good time. And I'm not just saying, hey, you can have a margarita with us, but they like have fun. And there are there's something to that. Yeah. There is. Like uh, hippie shows are the same way. Where Dead it's like shows were always like that. People yes. want to share the with vibe me. with Let's you. Let's do this right. together. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's a community, essentially, is what Jimmy Buffett builds. Okay. Which... Lends itself to what we're about to talk about because Jimmy Buffett is building himself a community. Okay. Listen to this. Margaritaville, we all know, is the restaurant. I believe he's building one in Cleveland. So that like is it like his like restaurant brand. Yeah. And they do like food and stuff too. I think you can buy like Jimmy Buffett store, salad dressing. I'm sure there's Margaritaville. Yeah, right. I'm sure there's Margaritaville Margarita mix. Makes I would I, I would I would hope he at least got to the Paul Newman stage of let's sell the sauce. Like I would imagine he's probably that smart. Buffett is okay, but he's now going to open a chain of Jimmy Buffett inspired Margaritaville senior living communities. So smart as his audience getting up there. Going to need these places. And what have I been saying for a few minutes now? That Jimmy Buffett's not just music. It's a lifestyle. And imagine that. You're going to sell people on the... you Like, that's the whole lie about senior living, assisted living, is how great it's going to be. No, it's and, not. And, it's right, going to be awful. <laughs> it's going to be awful. You're going to feel alone every minute of the day, and you're going to beg for your sister-in-law to come visit you. You're going to beg for your sweet, sweet, sweet release of death. Just put the pillow over my face. Try to kill yourself. And be- just beg for it. Right. But Margaritaville will sell you on the, you're going to ride out at the end of days, honestly, piss drunk and having a good time. Right, right. right. And that sounds like a, a very, what it's do so I want to say, better than the alternative of, oh my God, I'm just going to die in this, in this room smelling like pee. But the problem Jeez. is, dude, is the concept of a chain. If you're doing one and you're putting it in Florida, maybe you can pull this off, but if you start pulling a chain concept into this, and let's be real, dude, it's very uh it's nice to think, "Hey, I'll start this retirement home," but healthcare is a very, very complicated thing, and well, it's not just going to be Who knew it could be so complicated? Matt Fantone knew that it could be complicated. Anybody with a brain would have known that healthcare was going to be complicated. So you start anybody that can add would have known that. It's not as easy as selling margaritas. You start incorporating uh, insurances and healthcare providers and things like that. It sounds like, hey, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Why got to ruin margaritas? Why got to ruin it? It's a complicated thing, dude. Dude, I just want a frat house for when I'm ninety. It's a complicated thing. Like I I said, five slamming ninety. If you're doing one in Key West, maybe you can do well, this. Well, starting in Daytona Beach, okay. he is. Okay. All right? 
The billion-dollar project is expected to create almost 7,000 homes, offering fitness facilities, lab pools, spas, <laughs> live entertainment, obviously he'll play, personal beachfront access, and, of course, booze in the blender, obviously. And here's the thing. This is obviously going to be for rich people. Yeah. This isn't going, like, y- your grandmother's not going here. Not rich, wealthy. I mean, this Fair. is wealthy. Fair. This because, will be wealth. Because let's be, let's be well. real, dude. Families are bankrupted every day just trying to have grandma have cancer care in can't no hold on we may be wrong about what this is though i don't think that this is necessarily because they say here it's two or three bedroom homes well sister care living once again you get into wealth you can you know it says here you'll have a den a garage golf cart friendly community and they're going to start in the low 200s and you'll they'll max out at 350 which honestly do for for people with retirement that's probably not extravagant I wouldn't know. I started thinking about retirement over the weekend. Actually, like I, I, uh, my life is forcing me into a lot of like these financial like kind of right. questions and like you know right. kind of the thing right now. And I started thinking about like retirement and like how much little money I have right now. Like honestly, there's no such thing as retirement in my life. No, dude, you're 40 and you're already kind of down this right behind hole. the eight ball. Right. Like I started. Like I legitimately, and this is going to bum some of you out, but I told Fantone this on the way into work this morning because we still had to carpool, and I said. Like, dude, I actually had thoughts all day Sunday of, well, I like drinking too much, and it's not like I hated pills. Like, I don't want a lifelong addiction, but if it's just a two-day party as an exit strategy, like, I, like, started thinking about that, where it's like, well, if I get faced with, oh, my God, I've been outsourced, and what my career doesn't exist anymore in America, and I'm 55, and sheet metal's never coming back, I got, like, I started thinking about it, it was like, I think it... It's just time to take the plunge. Like, I can't think about retiring in Margaritaville. No, dying on the air possibility. Retiring in Margaritaville, not going to happen. Um, if they do this one place, sure. Uh, you try to bring that to Canton, Ohio, it's not going to work. That's fair. We don't, got, we don't got the money for all that. That's fair. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to have my grandma not be miserable as she spends her last days in this nursing home, dude. And honestly, I'm glad we're here because honestly, yesterday I went and saw um, my girlfriend's grandma in a nursing home, and it was disheartening, dude. Just like the 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 uh, vibe of that place. You walk into those places, and it's just like, Ugh. so I see why Margaritaville and like, hey, there's colors and happiness. I see why that would be a good thing. But instead of making a Margaritaville retirement home, how about we just have Jimmy? Buffett night at the, at the, you know. Again, they're calling this a retirement community. I don't read the words assisted living in it. I think this is just excess of people come to Daytona, buy a house, and we'll all just drink blender drinks and bang each other constantly, which sounds honestly awesome. And no wonder people are knocking over banks trying to get rich. No wonder. That sounds amazing. We do have charge tickets. I want to give you those. And you hear this all the time when people are complaining. Oh, just get up on your cross. Just crucify yourself. I don't need to get on your cross. Well, a young kid had to. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. This is Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. Head over there, check out the video of uh, people dipping pizza in milk for some reason. Ooh. Teens reacting to Marilyn Manson. Gene Simmons actually debuted his live solo band at a corporate gig. Uh, we have the video of that up for you in the Stansberry Show section as well. And uh, a reminder, the, uh, Gene Simmons will be at the Agora, 18th. Actually, tickets still available. You can pick those up at the Agora box office or their website. All right. Looking ahead at tomorrow. For New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. I'm kind of deciding right now. Godsmack is, uh, has done another cover. And the last one wasn't great. And so I'm kind of interested to maybe do that. But there's a new Jackal song called All Night Rodeo. And I bet that might be an interesting listen. So we'll probably go with the Godsmack tomorrow. Maybe hold Jackal off one more week. Um, I think you can hold Jackal off for as long as you want to. I don't think, I don't think they're necessarily going to be at the door. I uh, I always liked the Jackal. Oh yeah, as far as like a rock and roll band to go watch, man, Jackal's awesome. But you know, you got a little bit of buffer zone with Jackal. Oh yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, yeah, for sure you do. What, uh, like push comes to shove was a Jackal song I absolutely love. I love that song. Dirty Little Mind was pretty good. That was all right. The Lumberjack obviously there's like obviously. is like their hit. I saw. Listen to this. I was sixth row on the left-hand side of the stage, and I saw Jackal open up for Aerosmith at the queue. Like, back when the queue was like, I think that was like the first thing, first major thing that happened at the queue. And that was a damn good show. Jackal Aerosmith was awesome. Yeah, I was like six rows back on the left-hand side. It was awesome. So good. I wonder what the girl I took to that show is doing right now. Some other dude. Just let it go, man. Three divorces, probably. Let it go. I always do that. I always think back on great nights in my life, and I'm like, I wonder what the hell is happening with that. So I try to be careful while on the air about talking about how uh, how you people you know discipline your kids because I don't have any. Right. Okay. So sometimes I feel a little guilty of like you know taking parents out and like being really harsh on them and the way they you know uh, you know. discipline the kids but i don't know i you know i'm not there all right you can take that side i'm going to take the side of of parents who are just always oh you don't know anything until you have a kid oh you can't tell me anything until you think you're tired well you haven't had a kid yet and those people can go f off but yeah uh, you know it's a balancing act it does seem to be one of those jobs that people like if you've never done it people don't think you should have an opinion on it you always make the great analogy that you're never going to be president in either but you got plenty of opinion on that plenty of opinion you might even wear a shirt that has your opinion on it and I would and I would make the argument to parents that you got to shut up with that argument because the fact that you decided to have kids does affect us all. Well, not my fault. It affects us all. Right, exactly. So you put more human beings on the planet, which is ruining everything, and yeah, I'm going to have an opinion on that, right? But sometimes I see punishment and I'm like, "All right, yeah, that's in line." And then sometimes, you know, obviously parents can go too far. Yeah. And I'm interested to find out what people think about this. <laughs> A kid had been not doing his homework. All right, this is not in the States, by the way. Okay. I um, This is in, well, honestly, I don't, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm not exactly, oh, China, this is in China. Okay. All right, China, this is China. All right, I didn't recognize that city name. And so this kid didn't want to do his homework in China. And I would imagine that that's, well, a crime against your family, I think, over there in, in like the heritage. I think, you know what I mean? That, that's the way that works. And his parents got sick and tired of this boy not doing his homework. So they decided the best punishment. This is, this is awesome. The photo of this is great. 
Um, and it's obviously a little too far, but they sent their kid out to the streets. They put him, he's kneeling on a milk crate and they have like strapped a cross to his back. So he's like kneeling on a, on a crate, but he's crucified like on the side of the street. As a, as punishment for not doing his homework, they've actually like crucified their son, which obviously people are going to have a heart. This could never happen in America. Like you see these videos of like parents like making their kids like hold embarrassing signs when they flunk classes and stuff, and people are like, "God, your media shaming your kid." And so like, there's no way in America you could crucify a kid as punishment. But well, it, it, dude, it's kind of awesome. A big part of the problem is the is- photo's so funny. All right, media shaming and well, is that right or right, right or not right? Public shaming or whatever, physical, sh- you know, punishment is that right or is that not right? But dude, in America, we're gonna start talking about blasphemy, right? I mean, it's not just going to be, oh, ha ha ha, we made this kid do this. That's gonna quickly turn into you're insulting my religion. Oh, right? in our country, yes, yes, again, but we're good at that. Let's not talk about what this actually is. Let's talk about another issue, an offshoot issue of it. Of course, yeah, that's what America does. I mean, can you do this and not have it be blasphemous in some sense or not have it have religious connotation? Or is this is this like, hey, no, you're going out on the cross to die for your sins, essentially? Uh, I mean, anytime you bring a cross into it, you're going to bring that. That's the imagery. That imagery will always sell Jesus. Right. I mean, I. In no other fashion do I know crucifixion to be, like, a thing. Right. Well, I mean, like... So uh, it's always going to go down the religious rabbit hole. And I I, I guess I wonder if that was the parents' intention. Was this like, hey, now you're going to have to live the life of Jesus and and, and you'll see what, you know, you'll see what what a tough life really is? Or was this just like a, hey, we're going to make this because it's inconvenient and because it's embarrassing? I I wonder if there was... I think it's the pain of it. Like, have you ever done this? I've done this as like a joke. All right. So once upon a time, we were going to do a radio bit where come around like the, like the Easter, you know, that whole season, we were going to crucify me on the side of 480 and we were going to hang me off of a cross as a promotion for the show. And we thought it was brilliant. And I still think it's brilliant, but the radio station freaked out and we're like, you're absolutely not crucifying Stansbury on the side of the road. You're not doing it. You're that. getting into blasphemy there. You're, right? And so, and we thought, well, of course, yeah, but that's great. The news stations will cover it. Everybody. And let's be honest, everybody would have covered it. Radio station would have got a ton of free advertising. And it was still back before you got fired for every little crazy thing you did on the radio. You were still kind of expected to have a little bit of that in you. And they didn't want us to do it, but we did a trial run in my buddy's backyard and it hurt like hell hanging from that thing. Now this kid's like on his knees on a milk crate. So he just kind of has his arms stretched out and he's like, they have like post like taped to him. It looks honestly, if this was, it looks too harsh to punish my own children this way. Yeah. I mean, even kneeling on a milk crate, dude, that's going to hurt your, you're going to hurt after a while. No question about it. Oh, for sure it. it would because of, yeah, because of the, well, the hard plastic and they're always, uh, you know, it's always raised a little bit on there so even in china people are saying like look and dude this is too far you can't (laughs) yeah yeah you can't Can't throw your kid up on the cross we have a four pack of tickets for the canton charge game this weekend we'll pass those out well you know what let's do it right now we'll take caller 15 at 1-800-243-7625 and close out the program next hang Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm already looking ahead at tomorrow's program. I'm starting to put some things together for tomorrow's program. It's going to be good. Uh, we uh, Before we get into that, if you're shopping car loans, you should check out CSC Federal Credit Union. I've been banking with them for a while now. 
Now, here's the good thing about them. There's no application or processing fees for running a car loan with them. They have great low rates and terms available up to 84 months, which can help keep your payments a little lower. More months you spread the loan out over, lower the payment there. You can check out CSE's loans and rates via their website, csefcu.com. So we were in conversations during the break about tomorrow's program, and we do New Tour Tuesday at 9 o'clock, where we play new songs and then vote on them. And I kind of hinted at, there's a new Jackal song that I can't wait to hear, and there's also Godsmack has done a cover of Come Together. And so we were like kind of flipping the coin on which one to do. And as I said that live on the air, people started reaching out and started, you know, do do the Godsmack. And then people, no, 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 do the Jackal. And so we came up with this idea that what we were going to do tomorrow is we were going to do New Tour Tuesday a little differently than we have, honestly, every other time we've done it. Normally, we play you like a pop record, country record, rock record. And then locally, if there's a local submission, then we'll play you that. We've decided that tomorrow we're kind of flooded with new rock product. So we're going to do three in a row from the rock format. All rock, baby! It's, uh, as, and so for those of you that bitch when we do New Tour Tuesday and then we don't stay in the rock lane, tomorrow's your day. Yeah, You're getting new Papa Roach, there new Jackal, okay. new Godsmack. Awesome. All part of New Tour Tuesday tomorrow. Well, there you go. And Brought honestly, by the Hard Rock Roxino. it's nice to see that the rock and roll industry decided to put some new music out. There was a couple of weeks there. It was like, oh, maybe this could count as new music. It's been a few years. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years there. <laughs> it's, it's been pretty been, bad. It's been a few years there. So that will be interesting. Uh, it, it'll be good to hear. I uh, I can't wait to hear that jackal. <laughs> it's called All Night Rodeo. Very interesting. Oh, Lord. And uh, so that's part of tomorrow's program. And it turns out Arian Foster had some really the strange things to say. If I remember, if I have my facts right, he was uh, the running back for the Houston Texans for for the, for a long time, I believe. And uh, he's had some interesting things to say. We'll uh, we'll examine that. You got big plans for the rest of the day, buddy? Oh uh, no, nothing significant. It's Monday, and I don't think that means. Oh, you know what I have to do is I have to go home, and I've got to go watch last night's WWE pay per view. Man, Fastlane was uh, was last evening, and oh, they had pay per view last. Night. I didn't watch it because I was sleepy, and I was you know I not I was not sleepy. I was too busy watching the iHeartRadio Award Show. So WWE. And now- WWE is going to take up my afternoon. And now what you're doing is is being really busy <laughs> lying about the fact that you were watching the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Dude, I last did night. not. I tweeted about it though. I did tweet about contractually it. obligated. Tweets, I did. Sorry. Yeah, I was absolutely. I'm not walking the iHeart plank. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not doing that. They get really mad about that. So yeah, absolutely, I did that too. What about you? You got anything? Uh, no, I mean, I gotta, yeah, I mean, we're off on Wednesday, so I gotta make sure our best of is up to date. That way we can, um, you know, put a show in for Wednesday morning. So I gotta, you know, I'll have to do a little bit of that. I gotta make a couple of, uh, you know, phone calls about a, you know, personal problem I got going on and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I'll, you know, my afternoon will be, uh, filled up with, you know, a lot of that. And then aside from that, no, not really, man. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm still not feeling 100%. I still feel like I'm a little bit sick. And so uh, just, you know, more rest. And um, you know what I would like to do is what maybe rent some of these movies that people are telling me I needed to have seen from this last, like, award season. So you know, I've seen Hell or High Water, and everybody was talking about how that was the movie that should have won. Hell or High Water was an hour and a half of boring. I don't know what the hell anybody's talking about. That movie was so not that good. But, uh, you know, it, but again, that's how all those award shows are, are based around movies that actually aren't all that good. Except for the iHeartRadio Awards, yeah. dude. It's the winners that you pick. Yeah. 
You can tell the boss is in the building right now. Corporate in the building. Stansberry and Fantel, best behavior. We love it. The computers are working. Yeah, those iHeart Stormtroopers <laughs> are just up and down the hallway right now. You're damn right they are. Everything's fantastic. This is the greatest place on planet awesome. Earth. Awesome. Planet Earth. We are done. We'll uh, be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. You guys have a great day. See you.